from New York. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the 914 Sports Podcast. My name is Frankie Fremonti, and with me, as always, are my co-hosts. Joining me are Tony Voza. I'm disgusted. Tony Cohen. The Bears are in the playoffs and Kyler Murray's sitting at home. Uh, Mr. Blue Blocker. This was so fucking weird. <laughs> and Roly Poly Aya Oya. <laughs> Howdy. So, um, yeah, last week was something, huh, boys? <laughs> I don't know. I think that uh, singing was worse than last week. Uh, I kind of agree with Steve on this. It's well, going to be great when it comes in echoey as shit, too. <laughs> well, joke's on you because I'm just going to cut us out and put in the actual song, and then we're going to get sued for copyright infringement or something. Anyways. Uh, so last week was a bit of a shit show. Happy New Year, everybody. Uh, this week, we're going to go back to a bit of a normal structure until we end up cutting out fucking half of the episode and making that a bonus episode. We'll see what happens. We're going to see how long it goes. Um, with that said, the reason why this might be a bonus episode or might be a super long episode again, the NFL playoffs start next week. Week 17 was kind of a shitty final week, especially with the Eagles not learning, not playing football. Uh blatantly tanking on the Sunday night game because they fucking suck. Uh, so let's get into it. Let's get into the seven playoff matchups. Obviously, the Chiefs and Stevens' goddamn Packers have buys. So fuck them. Uh, the hey, first who has, match- who has the buy? Shut up, dork. This fucking Chiefs do. Uh, and, uh, Steven, I'm so- just going to make up a statistic. The Packers coming off a bye in which the – Aaron Rodgers was not in the top 10 of players the year before, but was this year and won the MVP. They've lost the first playoff game. (laughs) Yeah. Perfect. So the first game we're going to talk about, obviously we'll touch on some other things, but the first game we're going to talk about is the Colts. They are playing the Bills. Um, Fuck the Colts because I wanted the Dolphins to make it, but, you know, whatever. Uh, Colts-Bills. Boys, what do we got on the Colts and the Bills? Because I've said Colts-Bills about six times already. I hate this matchup. It's the frauds versus the team that I wish were frauds. It's just, <laughs> it, like, the Bills are actually scaring me when it comes to playing the Chiefs. Not because of defense, like everybody keeps saying when it comes to the Chiefs. But the Bills, they're just kind of in fuck everybody mode, dropping 50 on Miami when – they didn't need to do that and that last week because they played Monday night against the Pats when they were up like 30, like 28 to 9 or whatever it was, and they were still throwing down Bill Belichick's throat. So I think the Bills feel a little disrespected, and the line here is only seven points. I think the Bills are going to murder the Colts. The Colts are, like I said before, they're a fraud football team. Um, Josh Allen is probably going to garner some MVP votes this year. He won't win it, but he'll garner some votes. And the Bills are going to make it to the next round, I think. No problem. The way they've been flaunting on on the points, though, it kind of gets me worried about they've been putting all these massive points up the last two weeks. Will they just – I'm not saying they're going to drop a goose egg, but can the Colts actually hold them to 
three touchdowns. Can they hold them to 21 points? I don't think so. I agree. I think I was surprised to see the line where it was at. Um, the Bills have just been on a tear right now offensively. So you just hope that they're not overextending themselves and that they can keep that momentum going. But, I mean, Diggs, he led, led the um, led all wide receivers in receiving yards this year. I mean, he definitely had a statement year. Um, everyone doubted what he was going to do on that team. But, boy, it really helped out with, uh, with Josh Allen. I mean, I, I think we can all say no one thought Stefan Diggs was going to have the season that he had. So let, let's see what happens in the playoffs. You're going to need a, a Stefan Diggs performance if it was anything like how it was when he was on Minnesota. Um, so we'll see. It's crazy what happens when you give your when you give your quarterback like good wide receivers, right? Uh, who would have thought? Not or me. you give your wide receiver a good quarterback because I I was very not high on Stefan Diggs. I thought he was a little bit overrated. Um, Clearly, that was a Kirk Cousins problem, not a Stefan Diggs problem. I mean, the Vikings are far fine now when you have a guy like Jefferson. So Jefferson, for them, with the record. Yeah, they're, they're not worried at all. But also, Jefferson with the record, but feeling kind of... He had COVID. He had COVID one week. He was a scratch on... So I agree, like he didn't play the, the full season. I saw – this is going off topic just a little bit, but there, I forgot who the tweet came from, but it was like going into the Sunday night football game. It was like Jalen Rager only needs 1,000 uh, receiving yards to pass Justin, Justin Jefferson's rookie, <laughs> uh, uh, rookie yardage totals. And it was just like everyone was shitting on the Eagles for the whole Justin Jefferson thing. Oh, man. Um, yeah, I mean, so do we have any more on the Bills and the, the Colts other than – Fuck the Colts. Let's go, Bills. I was going to say, i got to be honest, Like these first two games we're going to talk about are probably the games I'm least looking forward to for different reasons. But, I mean, I just think the Bills are a lot better than the Colts and the Colts think. So. I think the um, Colts the, – the only way the Colts can, like, really keep themselves relevant in this game is the run game. So, depending on how Taylor performs, they need to keep the Bills out of – they can't have them on offense. That's really the only way. Colts have to maintain possession of the ball. They are going to have to have long drives and score on them to have a remote chance. Yeah, I just don't see Taylor in that running back court rushing for like 150, 200 yards like he did last week. So, I feel like my mind tells me to go with the Bills, but my heart tells me to go with the Colts. So your I'm going with your heart's going, full of shit. I'm going with the Colts. Your heart must be very wrong. I really hope that Philip Rivers just shoves it up everybody's ass. And proves everyone wrong. And granted, he could lose in the second round. That's fine. But um, the Colts are dangerous. I know that we talked a lot about their defense earlier in the year. And granted, the Bills are dangerous too. But I don't know. I just have a feeling about the Colts. I think they'll make a, a comeback. I think the Bills have been playing with a with a big head. I think they'll do the same. Especially coming in as the first the first playoff game too. So you're you're the you're the first team out there. And Josh Allen's been great. I'm pretty sure. And this is going to be one of the rules from last week, but I'm pretty sure that he was QB one in fantasy. So granted like Aaron Rodgers is going to win the MVP, but Josh Allen had himself a hell of a year. Um, I just hope that Phillip rivers comes in and just wins in Buffalo. So I'm going against the green. Cause why not? Gotcha. All right. Well, uh, we'll jump into the next game. Uh, Ram Seahawks division game. So that'll be fun. Uh, do we know if the Rams are going to have a quarterback or not? Probably not. Looks Cooper like Cup, is Cooper right? Cup going to play? 
Yeah, that too. Cam oh, Akers shit. gonna play like this game. This is Tony. This is the game I could care the least about. The, the yeah. first two games between these two two teams were boring. Also in the regular season, yeah. I could care less about this game. I feel like Seattle's kind of got gone like off a cliff. They were like really entertaining to watch the first like six weeks of the season, and it's almost been unwatchable po- football to end the season for them. Yeah, I I agree. I think they've been playing like. Shit, Russell Wilson was the MVP frontrunner for like the first five or six weeks, and we were anointing him the best quarterback in the league, or at least like up there with Mahomes. And he's regressed so much. And even when Chris Carson came back, they've still been pretty bad. Um, I saw that J- uh, Jamal Adams got hurt yesterday, so I guess we'll see what happens with him. But I, I mean, it's hard not to pick the Seahawks when the Rams don't have a quarterback. And even if they had golf, they still don't have a quarterback because that guy sucks. True. Yeah, I mean, Wolford did what he needed to keep the his team in the game, but I was surprised even with the line at four and a half. I agree, their their injuries. What's happened to Cup? What's happening with Acres? Um, Lockett had a great game this past week. I think they, they need to make sure how they're going to keep Lockett and Metcalf involved. Um, but I'm not I'm not so worried about them defensively because if the Rams are missing all of those offensive pieces, like it really doesn't mean anything of what we've been saying about how shitty their defense is. I mean, but, like, did he really do enough to keep them in the game? Like, they scored 18 points total, and seven of it came on a pick-six touchdown to end the second half. He got the win. But he didn't. The defense got the win, not him. He didn't get the win. Like, that's like saying uh, Mark Sanchez led the Jets to the 09 and 2010 conference championships. Like, that was clearly the defense. There are a lot um, of stupid Jet fans, though, that say that. Well, they're, they're stupid, then, because that's clearly the def- that was clearly the defense in Thomas Jones. Like, yeah. Well, no, but no one else, like, besides Jets fans, no one else is saying that, though. Like, to your point, like, Jets fans will say that it was the defense. Everyone else, all they talk about is how the hell did Mark Sanchez get them there. And that's just always the topic. It's always who's the QB under center that got their team there, even though uh, the true fans see, know, like, what happened. I strongly disagree with that take. Nobody says Trent Dilfer won the Super Bowl in two. No, but, but they always talk about him taking a team to the Super Bowl. But they're always like the Baltimore Ravens defense won that Super Bowl. Yeah. I, I also think you could, you can argue that he kept them in that game just because, yeah, obviously the the big pick six to end the half was a, a huge part of that game. He didn't throw a big pick six. He it, it, he he did sure. the bare minimum, and uh, going off like we watched how many fucking Cowboys games where the Cowboys had. God only knows who, what AAF player or what, what and Danucci. Yeah, what Canadian football leaguer that was just absolutely atrocious. Like Dominic he, he could have yeah. been much worse, all things considered. I I think he did a swell job for a fucking real estate agent or whatever the fuck he was that they <laughs> kept talking about. Yeah. I mean, think of it. When when him behind center and they have the ball for 38 almost 40 minutes of the game like that's what it comes down to the difference is they can do that against the Seahawks but Russell Wilson really only needs a couple strong drives to get the wind out so I I, I think that's an important that's always going to be an important part with, with playoff scenarios is who is controlling time of the clock I mean that, that you're going to need to have the ball and at that point you don't want the Seahawks to run as many offensive plays as possible 
I do think the Seahawks are going to run away with it. But for the Rams, yeah, they, they didn't put up that many points. Granted, they went up against an Arizona team that was basically deflated at that point. But they didn't give them much time to really control the game at all, even injury or not to Kyle, Kyler Murray. Hey, Frankie, where did, uh, where did swell come from? Uh, it was a funny word, I thought. The little rascal. That is, that is not in your wheelhouse. You know, I, I thought it fit with him being a dork or whatever. <laughs> that he I, is. Um, are we good on Ram Seahawks? We, we're all kind of in consensus that the Seahawks kind of still lucked out and got a fucking bye, even though they stink. Yep. Yep. But they'll have to worry about the Saints next week, so. Ooh. Well, if it, if it if the Bears don't don't be stupid, the Bears are going in there. <laughs> oh my god! All right, let's move on. We'll get there uh, when we get there. So the the five seed versus the four seed, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have to travel to Washington D.C. to take on the Washington Football Team. The uh, they ended up seven and nine, correct? Yeah. Yep. So that's A very not, respectable seven and nine. Yeah, but, I'm really annoyed about that. It should have been so like a five-win team. I'm so mad it wasn't Dude, the, There's been a lot of seven and nine teams that have made the playoffs was my yep, point. Not you, fun. You need a double-digit loss column to have yeah. this be a fun season, especially after how historically bad all those teams were Yeah, for the first half of the season. Um, so seven and nine is not that bad. Uh, I, I said it once like a little while ago. I think if – Somehow they were able to have Alex Smith start all year in Washington. I think they would have been over 500 because their defense is good. And I think their offense was good enough to win games. Um, I don't think they're good enough to win big games, but I think they were good enough to win some of the games that they lost early in the season. Um, That said, shout out Alex Smith, uh, comeback player of the year. Name the fucking award after him. Everybody says it, you know. Uh, and I then, would... also that said, the Bucks are going to beat the shit out of them. God, please, please, God, please, let's go, Bucks. Go ahead, go ahead, boys. You guys fight over it. I would like to just say, we should go back in the tape when all of you laughed at me when I said Washington was a good team and just needed decent quarterback play. Using Tony's term here for the Bears. All Washington needed was a decent quarterback, and they were a good team. And all of you were like, they're a shit team. I still – can we not just start uh, praising any of the teams that came uh, out of no, this no, division? Nope, nope, nope. You're going to praise them? All right, you praise – you can praise right, the Washington I will praise team. them, and then I'll let the bitter – well, Tony's not that bitter. And then I'll let the bitter giant fan go. Because yeah, I think it's. I think Joe's in a way funnier. The Washington <laughs> football team winning this division at seven and nine. Again, they're not the NFC um, East champions. They're just they're the NFC winner. NFC East NFC winners. winners <laughs> not the champions, just the winners. And I think nothing explains that more than last night Sunday night football. The Eagles pulling Jalen Hurts and putting in Nate Sudfeld when they pretty much should have first tied the game to make it seventeen seventeen. Um, instead of instead of going it for fourth down and then just benching Jalen Hurts. So on that note, I'll let the bitter Giants fan uh, talk and dig himself into a grave because I want to hear his opinion about this. The one thing I want to say about Alex Smith: Did you all see what his wife did? Oh, she turned his brace into uh, the uh, Lombardi Trophy. Yeah, uh, uh, Jinx. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. No, don't I mean do that shit after he's out of the playoffs. You don't do that right. shit before he's in the playoffs. They're lucky we, they made it through that game. We put ourselves in the worst position possible possible because I would have much rather lost the game against the Cowboys to at least get a good pick. Not only did we win, we win and we don't even make the playoffs. So we like in typical New York fashion, we have multiple options and we get the worst option possible from a future perspective. So I, just, I do want to say, I know Tony was talking so much shit on last week's episode about how the Cowboys were just going to destroy the Giants. Absolutely destroy. And you should have won. You had multiple times to win. You had Wayne Gallman out there thinking like he's Michael Jordan trying oh, yeah. to put the football in between <laughs> his legs and almost gives the Cowboys another chance to win it. So yeah. it, forget Mike McCarthy. Yeah, it's I'll even the challenge. Him. Like, I mean, oh, we're gonna go right there. He's a fucking idiot. I don't, I don't know, know how. Tony, 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 wait, Joe, because I have a question for you. Okay, are you upset with Doug Peterson and the Eagles? I am. I am because if you were going to do that, you do that earlier in the game or you do that to start the game completely. The timing of when he's doing it just points all in the directions of they just rather give the Giants a big fuck you and let Washington in. Do you you not think that you don't have a leg to stand on since you only won six games? I mean, it it doesn't matter. I, I think we were all saying it. No team was really deserving to come out of this division. To, to be in the playoffs. We, no, we no, said, I understand that. But I'm saying, can you really be upset when your team only won six games, when you had the destiny in your own hands and you lost to the Cardinals and then proceeded to lose to the Browns and then you can get upset about – like I, you're handling this a lot more rationally than other Giants fans all over Twitter today screaming and calling Doug what Doug Peterson – like I think it's Dan It's Orlando. fucked up. It's fucked up what he did, but I mean, like, that doesn't control it. I mean, this is the issue. Like, think about even before. Before we had gone on that four-game winning streak, like, we had no reason to be considered or to think about going into Mm -hmm. the playoffs. And we had said weeks back, the Giants put themselves in a position if they go three and three in their last six games, which they did. They won won the game against the Cowboys, which I said they were going to do. They won – they they beat the Seahawks, which I didn't think they were going to beat that – they were going to win that game. I thought they were going to win to the Browns. So what I thought that they needed to do to get there, they did. But the issue is that when you go and do this so late in the season and you have other teams having to control your fate, that's where it's the worst. And that's why I'm not as upset about it because if we really wanted to win and we wanted to be the NFC East winners, we should have done it on our own terms. So the fact that we have to – wait on another team to see if we get into the playoffs. I'm not that upset because that we were not in because another team won. I'm upset with how that team won because there was a chance that they could have lost that game. That's see, where I get upset. You're handling this much more rationally than I wanted. I'm going to, I'm going to maybe I can rile them up. <laughs> I think it's so ridiculous that giant fans are mad about the fact that the Eagles did this. Now, twofold. One, if they were giving away the game, it was when they didn't kick that field goal. To yeah, right. Agree. Forget about the, the quarterback. I was pissed at that. To be honest, I was more pissed at them kicking it, or not kicking it, when they were at the, when they had the fourth no, round. There was they no they shoot on the field goal. Get the points. There yeah. was no math justifying them not kicking the field goal. No, other than they probably just wanted to win and not tie or something stupid. Pulling the QB out was just icing on the cake. Amazing. But like... <laughs> Pulling the QB out didn't piss me off. That was just the icing on the cake of what could have been tied to, of tying the game. That I, I'm actually more pissed 
that they didn't go for the field goal on the play than they were with pulling the QB. Yeah, if I'm I being think that's fair. Because to be honest, like every year there's teams that sit their starters week 17 or do anything just because the, the Steelers, timing, the yeah, Steelers the, did it. That's what I'm saying. And nobody cared. What made it so much worse, I think, in all honesty, is that Sunday night football. it was Sunday night football and that it was Cowboys or Giants getting in. So I think no matter which, if the Cowboys had won that game, it would have been the same chaos. And honestly, I would have probably been screaming like a lunatic. But it's because of all of the teams involved and the fact that it was Sunday night football that everyone, I think, made it a much bigger deal than it needed to be. Yeah, that's Maritone. I think it was the team, too. I think with the Eagles doing it and all the atten- all the negative attention they've already been getting with Wentz already asking to be traded, like, this is something where you don't want more eyes on yourself. And, like, you're not even in the playoffs. And the fact that we're talking about them more than the actual team that's in the playoffs just, like, shows it, too. Do you guys think you're as frustrated if it's the, the Washington football team tanking to the Eagles? Like if the say the Eagles won and the Eagles made it, are you more or less upset, or is it is it the same? It's the action. It, it, it's not the team. It's like the action on like the gameplay for for me. Because it, it, I mean, it, it's such a small. All these divisions are small. I mean, like even though I would say I probably get more wound up when the Giants are playing the Cowboys and get more pissed off that way than I do with the Eagles or Washington football team. But it's only three teams you're competing against. So every year it's a different team that you're bitching about that's ruining your chances of getting into the playoffs. I so feel Joe, like with the NFCs. If they started Nate Sudfield to start the game, are you bitching and moaning or no? No, I'm I well, no, I'm not bitching and moaning because they started off that game with most giant fans though would be, I think. Yeah, I, I agree. But at that point, I mean, what do the Eagles have to prove? And in their case, the Eagles are already fucked at the quarterback position. So who knows what they're trying to do? They have no skin in the game. But you would think in a rational sense that if you have the ability, like if, I, if I'm a coach and if I know that I'm not on, I'm not in the playoffs, but I have the opportunity to knock a team out of the playoffs, I want to do that. And it, I, I felt like the Eagles started to do that and then just like tailed off and didn't do it. It's like fucking commit or not. Like, do one or the other. Yeah, but that should, I think it also is because of the teams that were playing. Like, they were letting a division rival in no matter what. Yeah. And I honestly think if I'm Doug Peterson or Peterson, how the fuck you pronounce his name, I think it's almost a bigger fuck you to the NFL because they decided to flex that game into Sunday Night Football, right. and he probably had, didn't even want to be doing that shit to begin with. My biggest thing, and I know we spoke about this last week and you all were – shitting on Steve and I about this, but this is why I still feel that last game no, of the season. No, 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 but, but, but this is why, because now you, you, you wait and you put all this false hope in for what, whether if our team won or your team won, Tony. And it was you, fantastic. It did make it, it funnier. Yes, it, it makes it funnier, but I think that's also the idea about why you want to play all of that at the same time because you don't know what the result is going to be. Absolutely not. This is so much better. I get it for the NFL. I get it for the NFL. I get it from a monetary perspective. You want to get the ratings. You want to get as much as you can with watching the games. I get that from a business perspective. But I wouldn't be as mad if all of the games were being played at the same time, personally speaking. Yeah, but that's just because that's no fun. Joe, so I, I, I want to kind of agree with you. I think you got to go one o'clock games, four o'clock games, and if you if you're going to keep a Sunday night game, it needs to be with two teams either on the outside looking in, two teams like it has to be between two teams that it matters. 
You can't have the Eagles going and fucking everything up because now the e- it doesn't matter to the Eagles. If the Eagles win or lose, it doesn't affect the Eagles. It needs to be two teams. So, like, Brown Steelers technically wouldn't have done- changed anything. Maybe the Browns would have been eliminated, and the Steelers might have gotten the, the, the two yeah. seed. The it, best exa- like, it mattered to both teams technically. The so- best example, Frankie, would have been if Kyler and Goff were both healthy – that would have been the Sunday night football game. Because, yeah, you win, you're they, in. You win, you're in, you lose, you're out. That game would have been the Sunday night football game if both quarterbacks were healthy. I would even be okay if they did 1 o'clock and 4 o'clock and did 1 o'clock slates as the NFC and then, like, 4 o'clock as the AFC. Like, if they did it that way to maximize it because you are playing divisional teams. So I would even be okay with that instead of extending it out to having a, a Sunday night football game. Well, they'll never do that because the West yes, teams the that West play at one o'clock get fucked. Because yeah. now they're right. playing at ten o'clock in the morning. What I don't get about the NFL is that they don't play a game on Thursday and they don't play a game on Monday for a reason. So why not just take it up a notch and have everyone well, play at the same time? Monday they don't play because they don't want any of the playoff teams to have more rest than another team. Even though they have Saturday and Sunday games. Yeah, but they can. Yeah. yeah, they can. Yeah, they can move it anyway. Um. Well, the the one thing that I want to add to this is that we're putting a lot on on Peterson, and I don't think that it's just him because you got to think about if if you're going to pretty much, I mean, he threw the game, he really did. The, your locker room or the guys coming back are not going to want to play for you. Like, See, that's not, not true at all. I no, think, I think it is. And I'll, oh, Jalen Hurts was mad. My, I'll also get to my biggest point, which is it had to have come from higher up that if we were not going to have a good chance to win this game, I want the draft pick, but let's just run Jalen Hurts out there because the NFL put us in the flex spot, and then let's go get that better draft pick. I so, think... we could, so we could yell about Doug Pedersen, and it sucks with coaches. Peter. because He's going to – Peterson, whatever the hell his name is, Doug. The, Doug's uh, yeah, going to oh, yeah. get all of this shit, and, and the owners of the Eagles and the GM, is they're not going to have to co- go in front of the cameras and say anything, but – I feel like it was just so abrupt, like after halftime, how everything changed, like like in the way that they approached the game. Like it, it must have been him getting a call saying, "Like we don't want you winning this game. There's nothing in it for us. We've done for we've done what the NFL has wanted. We put our good quarterback out there. Let's take him out and just throw the game." Can I make a counterpoint though? And this is why I think everyone forgets: if Jalen Hurts is out there with three minutes left in that fucking game and breaks his leg, like has happened to so many other quarterbacks that we've run through, like RG3, like all these guys that should not have been trotted out there to begin with. How pissed are you if you're the Eagles? Or Doug Peterson, or the organization? I agree, but, no, but nobody, nobody, in, nobody in Week 17 did that, right? This so year. Sat there starter this year. Well, there was no, but sat there starter in the middle of the game. Like, oh, like middle of the Matthew game, no. Stafford and Kirk Cousins played the entire game. And that game meant absolutely nothing, Detroit and Minnesota. That's fine. And those but... guys are older. Like, Jalen Hurts has only played, what, four games? Right. So, who are you more like, – I get it that other teams aren't doing it, but it's not – it wouldn't be the first time – like, the Eagles didn't break, like, the news here by doing this. This isn't that shocking. Yeah, so like, people, like were commending, just... people were commending the Jets and uh, Jaguars for doing this all season. It yeah, was just it... – it's because it was flexed. If it if it was yeah, a flex game and they played at one o'clock the same time as the Giants uh, and the Cowboys, which I think it probably would have been even better for the NFL if they had the both of them playing at the same the same time, the same way that they had 
the Saints, the Seahawks, and the Packers playing at the same time at 425 to um, see who got the number one seed in the NFC, we wouldn't be talking about this. And we would we would have watched the, the Rams and the Cardinals, and that would have been the end of it. And if anything, Peterson would have probably got credit. That I agree with. No more Sunday Night Football Week 17. That's it. <laughs> and go and go Bucks. Even though I don't want to play them in the playoffs, I just don't think that. Ooh, he's even scared. Oh, I'm scared. Bill, Bill Belichick's calling Ron Rivera right now. Forgot, we should, everything he knows about Tom Brady. <laughs> we should give our picks for this game. Yeah, oh, we didn't get picks yet. No. We didn't even really give picks for last uh, week. I think, we just saw we go all Seattle. <laughs> we all win Seattle. Let's go, Bills. Let's go, Seattle. I think that's clean sweeps across the board. Oh, no. no Steve's got Steve the Colts. Steve has Colts. Uh, I got the Colts. Yeah, Steve's all got right. the Colts. So, Steve's We should game. post these, uh, by the way. All right. Bucks, Washington. I got. I, I, I think everybody knows I, got, I have the Buccaneers. Voza? I know, I know me and Joe have the Bucks. Yeah. Joe's, oh, yeah, you guys got the fucking future, boy. Yeah, we've Let's got go. the Bucks. Cohen, who do you have? Um, Just for funsies, I'm going to root for Washington. Who does it for funsies? <laughs> who does it for funsies? <laughs> I'm going to be wait, doing it wait, for funsies. Wait. Clip that for all future cowboy references. Yeah, yeah I'm going to go with Washington. <laughs> Steve, who do you have, even though you're afraid? I don't want them to win, but I think the Bucks are going to win. I think, I think it'll be close, though. Because uh, you know Frankie as a Pats fan that Tom Brady, <laughs> that Tom Brady uh, going up against like four man rushes that could actually get to the quarterback, he has trouble with it. So and and Washington can do that. Yeah, but Chase Young wants Tom. So I know Tom. Tom is gonna say, "All right, stupid. Here you go. You want me?" Bloop right over his head. Bloop right over his head. Bloop right over his head. Hey Antonio Brown, anything. you want to make some more? Uh, you want to make another two hundred fifty thousand dollars? Yeah, wait. Can we shout pass? that out real quick? Shuffle pass. Shuffle pass. Shuffle Tom pass, Brady's shuffle pass. bulletin board probably already has like six post-it notes on it. There were a couple of those this weekend. Brady helping out AB, and I think Emmanuel Sanders needed eight catches to get his like bonus, which he, he got. got half with, a million yeah. dollars. He Drew like, got him that. Like I love I think when he needed eight catches and he he got. Yeah, I always root for those. Like. Yeah. It, um, there was one last year where it was like some stupid play or it might've been an NBA in the NBA, like where some stupid play cost him the guy like half a million dollars. And the team actually like just gave paid oh. out the bonus. Yeah. And like, so I always root for the players. Didn't they do that with CC too a couple of years? Sebastian? Yeah. Oh, because, I can't talk baseball. See, all right. I'll talk for you. CC needed six innings. And that's when we were – that's the original, like, Tampa Bay Yankees throwing at each other bullshit. And CC that's when CC threw at the guy. It was just like, uh, shut up, bitch. Like, um, and he got tossed an inning short, and the Yankees paid out his bonus. Ditto. Yeah. Which, by the way, <laughs> is that the coolest fucking thing? Like, you, you know you're an inning away from, like, half a million dollars, and you still say, fuck it, I don't like these yeah. – I don't like these guys <laughs> – a half a million dollars worth of I don't like this. <laughs> I'm gonna throw at this motherfucker. CC Sabathia is the best. I love him. Uh, all yeah. right, let's move on. Since we only did the Saturday games so far, let's move on to the Sunday games. The first of which is the Ravens at the Titans. Titans just fucking squeezing it out under the wire. They just managed to beat Houston in what was probably the only really great game of the weekend. Shout out Derrick Henry and fuck the 2K. Titans. Henry, Henry, that game was, 2K. That game was awesome. Yeah. 
that was such a fun game. It, it, like high scoring, but still, I feel like there was a lot of great plays on defense too. Uh, that's what happens when JJ Watts on the field. I feel like mm. I feel like he was all over the place, and I love it. Um, the Ravens are the Ravens are good. The Titans are good. What what do we got on these two teams? I I'm gonna go first on this one. I think I think it was maybe seven weeks ago when I said. No, maybe six weeks ago. Either way. Nobody cares. Look, the Ravens have a three-headed monster at running back, and they took J.K. Dobbins pretty high, and they already had Mark Ingram coming back, and they had Gus Edwards, and they needed some time to kind of work out who was going to be taking the bulk of the carries because in the beginning of the season, you had each of them getting like eight carries, and you're not going to do anything with your offense. If you're just giving each of these guys eight carries, you're not letting anybody really become the bell, like the bell cow back. Uh, and and bring some fluidity to the offense. And I think that they've figured it out. So J.K. Dobbins has been leading the backfield. He looks great. Um, and then Gus Edwards comes in as the change of pace back. Mark, Mark Ingram, I think, had like four or five carries over the weekend, but just goes to show that they've obviously made a, made a decision that J.K. Dobbins is going to be their guy. And then I think Lamar Jackson looks more comfortable throwing the ball than he did last year when he won the MVP. I just think he looks really good. They're getting hot at the right time. The Titans look like shit. Their defense is terrible. They can't get any pass rush. And if you're just going to let Lamar Jackson sit in the pocket and then if you can't get a good pass rush and the offensive linemen are just going to push your pass rushers to create lanes for Lamar Jackson, he's going to have a freaking field day. So I think the Ravens actually kill the Titans. I don't think this is going to be even close. He, um, Lamar Jackson not only looks more comfortable passing this year, but also still rushed for a thousand yards. First QB to ever do that two years in a row. Jesus. Um, just unfair. Yeah. Anybody else? I'm gonna do what I did, I think it was last year, and just ride the Titans till the wheels fall off. Um, I don't see how Baltimore is going to stop Derrick Henry at all. And, I don't really care about the Titans' defense not being that good. Um, I just think Derrick Henry in the playoffs is just an animal. Tannehill's somehow gotten better since last year. Last year, I feel like he just was doing enough to win, and this year I feel like he's actually put the offense on his back probably because the defense is so bad. So I think between the two of them, they're going to own time of possession, and I think it'll be close, but I think the Titans win a pretty close game. This is going to be where we see if the Ravens have really improved from last year because, as we said at the beginning of the year, the Ravens cannot win a shootout. They just do not have the ability to win shootouts because in the end they come down to running the ball, and that's the difference with the Titans. It used to be the Titans needed to run the ball solely to win the game, yeah. but A.J. Brown is a fucking monster He's great. for the Titans now. And Ryan Tannehill has escaped all the stink that Adam Gase has put on him um, and has turned into a good quarterback. And when you combine that with Derrick Henry – I just I I don't see how they this team is better than the team last year and they destroyed the Ravens in the playoffs last year. Yeah. I don't see how Lamar can keep up with them. I still listen JK Dobbins is great but I still don't think their pass catching weapons for the Ravens is are good enough. Hollywood Brown still can't catch a ball. Um so I think the Titans. What do you mean? They got Des Bryant, man. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I'm riding the Titans in another way, which we'll talk about later. Um, but I, I also think the Titans probably win this game. Yeah. Can we can we all agree on though that the the Ravens and the Titans are both teams that can't 
that don't play well when they're down. Yes. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It, it, it fucks up their game. It yeah. fucks up their game plan. I would say ahead, the Ravens probably have a better chance of coming back from behind to win. See, I disagree than, with that. Yeah, no, I disagree too. The only reason why I say that is Lamar Jackson being versatile and at the other, there's an 11th player you need to worry about who can go out and just scramble and, and pick up 20 to 30 yards or just make a, a important play on a third and five or even like on a fourth and four. I just think when it comes to like a clutch situation like that, I think Lamar thrives more than Tannehill does because Tannehill, if he's not relying on Henry, he's in that pocket and just stays there. Whereas that Lamar, he has the running options. He has not as many passing options as, as Tennessee. Granted, Tennessee doesn't have that many more than, than Baltimore, but Lamar can make something out of nothing, and we've seen that time and time again, too. I don't think he's done it as much in the playoffs, though, but from a regular season perspective, that's what I'm basing it off of. But I, I, I think in those cases, I think the Ravens have a slighter edge coming back from behind to win a game than the Titans do. So my problem with that, Joe, is you know – when you're playing Derrick Henry, you have to put eight men in the box. Like, there's no option. And that leaves single coverage out on the sides for uh, Antonio Brown, Brown Johnu Smith, Sue. and um, Corey Davis. Yeah. And those are legitimate pass-catching weapons. And even eight-man boxes aren't enough to stop Derrick Henry. With the Ravens, you put a spy on Lamar. Yes, Lamar can still get past a spy, no problem. But you don't need to worry about double-teaming those catcher those offensive weapons like yeah hollywood can break one and mark andrews has his games where he's good or not but after that like i'm not really worried about fucking um was it willie sneed and uh uh, they're the rookie i can't duvernay like i'm not worried about those guys like like i am with the titans so i think the titan i think tony was gonna say he agrees with me too I, i i don't i can i see the titans coming back more than the ravens Especially, and I agree. And and what's his name? Derrick Henry, like, is noted notably a second half guy. Like, you might be down in the first half, and then Derrick Henry, like, obviously, you're going to be looking to pass if you're down a couple of scores. But if you're down, like, if say they're down ten going into halftime, and Derrick Henry kicks it into high gear, that that's made up in a couple of da- like a couple of drives is Derrick Henry's going to go run for fucking 80 yards of fucking drive. And just like that, you're up four or you're, you're back in it. All right. Go Titans. That's my pick. Look, man, the only, I just want to say, like, we can give Derrick Henry all this goddamn credit, but – and I'm going to say it again. He only had 98 yards against the shitty Packers. Oh, run my defense. God. And the Baltimore Dude, Ravens – for The Baltimore yards. Ravens aren't the freaking Houston Texans playing special teamers, all right? I can't wait to hear Packers did get he exposed. Really, did he really just shit on the guy who rushed for 2,000 yards this year? Yeah. Yep. I did. Yeah. Oh, I next, move on. I, I first of all, I, I get the Jones for MVP. They are not winning this game. There I got no the Titans. Way. I got the Titans. Uh, wow. Steven, the Titans hold on. Wait, one Gosh, second. Man. I'm gonna just say one thing, Stephen. Are the Ravens better or worse than they were last year? In your opinion, I think right now they're better than what they were at this time in the season. No, not this time. No, are they better? Qu- that wasn't my question. Are the Ravens better? <laughs> are the Ravens better this year as a team than they were last year? I 
but but that's the fact that you're thinking too much about it. No, that's why I'm so confident in going with the Ravens. Because if you asked me from weeks one to ten, I would have said absolutely. We're not talking about that though. We're not talking about that. Steve, what we're saying is this the entire body of work. No, but I'm not. We're not talking about the entire body of work. No, I'm saying this team. This team, as as put together right now, are they better than the team was last year put together? I don't know what the roster looked like. I have no idea. Okay, I'll answer for you. No, No. they're not. (laughs) And the Titans are better than the Titans are better than they were last year. Yeah, but the. Ravens look so much better at this time this year than they did last year. What are you talking about? They were fourteen and two going into the playoffs. Yeah, they were murdering everybody. <laughs> yeah, but that. But at the end of the season, everybody was like, "Nah, Lamar's not going to be able to do it. The Ravens aren't going to be able to." That's do it. because nobody trusted Lamar. They were still killing everybody in the yeah. t- going into the playoffs. I'm not going to win. I, all you guys are taking the Titans, so. Yeah, yeah, I'm taking Titans. Let's I go to, not, let's go to the not, next game. I not only have the Titans, I think Derrick Henry has over 150 yards in this game. <laughs> <laughs> he has over 98. That's my prop. Yeah, yeah, over, yeah, yeah, over 98. Over 98. Oh, Lord. All right, so we're good on that. Everybody's got the Titans except for Steve, right? Yeah. Joe, you, you're yeah. yeah, I still have Titans, though. Okay. Steven's in for a rough next Monday with the Colts. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> All right, speaking of rough next Monday, the Bears are playing the Saints. Let's go. <laughs> I am all over this train. So this was probably, full disclosure, the first Bears game I watched from the first minute to the last minute. Like, I tend to turn them off at some point like a normal person. But I just stared at the TV. Um, they're going to have a really tough time playing the Saints. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you didn't come here with hoorah, let's go Bears. So, I, I, I will, yeah, so my only hope is no, there is no hope that, in all honesty, Drew Brees retires before Kamara, <laughs> Kamara, Kamara doesn't come back from COVID or something like that. So, Kamara, I think the, I think it will be relatively close because I feel like the Bears just tend to play close games other than the Packers just routing them. And I think the Packers are in a different league than the Saints are. Um, but the Bears need to uh, – who calls the place for this team? Is it Matt Nagy? No. Yes. He gave it up. He gave it up. Uh, I still think it's Matt Nagy. Someone should – because watching the game, like – It's the Laser. They just don't understand that they need to, like, actually get the ball in the end zone. They're, like – Probably, I have no stats to back this up, but they just look like the best team in the league when it comes to getting anywhere remotely near a field goal. But other than that, then they just stop playing. They run stupid plays. They don't try to push the ball down the field. And then they're just like, oh, good, we're going to kick a field goal now. Because their quarterback sucks. But, dude, even the one play that drove me nuts, he had that one deep pass that they ended up catching it on, like, the 15-yard line. Mm -hmm. And then they just said, all right, fuck it, we're not going to do anything else. Let's just run three plays. And then they kick a field goal. So they're yeah, just... but they did that the whole game. No, I know they did. They're but, very but frustrated. Mitch hamstrings that entire playbook. All, all their players were either play action plays to the tight end in the flat, yeah. a shotgun draw to David Montgomery, or like that was it actually. Or, I, or yeah. Mitch would be like sliding. Yeah. Allen Robinson didn't get his first catch until like the third quarter. But what I, I would get is I got a conspiracy. Do you think? They stop running plays to score touchdowns because they want to make sure their kickers could still kick field goals after all the years <laughs> of not being able to kick field goals. They want to make sure that he's warmed up and good to go. 
Maybe. And I mean, we could argue, I'm not going to sit here and argue about Mitch, but what I don't get, like, you're just not going to win a playoff game if you play like that. Like, you need to do something else. So if they're going to go in and think they're going to kick five field goals against the Saints and win the game, they're going to they're gonna get demolished. That's how many, like, that's enough points for, like, Taysom Hill to vulture. Like, yeah. Taysom Hill vultures to, more than that a game. They had so many chances to keep that game with the Packers, like, close in the beginning, and they just kept fucking up. They kept kicking field goals. Rodgers kept marching down the field, and before you knew it, the game was over, so... I'm still picking the Bears, though, because I have to. Out of respect. Yeah, I'm not going to jump off now. Uh, uh, go ahead, Steve. Uh, I was just going to say no one else is going to pick the Bears, right? No. It's almost like picking the Ravens against the Titans. Yeah, I, it, almost. <laughs> I, I, I'm in a Bears jersey, so I kind of want to. Come on, just stick, stick with it, Frank. So, no, so be, the reason – Be the, fun. The reason why I'm going to pick the Saints is because it looks like this is going to be Drew Brees' last year. And I don't want him going out first round. Oh, to the like, Bears. wait, I just and thought it, of something. Yes. Boza, remember how we said that we didn't have a good tiebreaker and we were just going to call our – oh, by the way, I won my bet against Boza for all <laughs> No, you didn't. No, you didn't. It's my record. both eight and eight. We said record. Right. That's I was fine. Gonna, it is hysterical, though, that that happens. I got to be Yeah, it's, it's, it's the perfect way to end this stupid bet because both teams played like shit. Yeah. But I have a way to still settle the bet. I should get one opportunity to win the bet. Okay. They need to beat the Saints. Fair. Fair? <laughs> if they lose, that makes me deny that. Do I win that if they lose? No, I just get the extra. It's like a bonus game because they finished 8-8 eight and, eight and my team made the playoffs. Okay. Okay. Fine. Fair. Uh, shake on that. Yeah, but then you have another game. If they lose that, they're 9-9, nine nine, so you're back to 500. <laughs> Oh God! I think it's Dude. like it's like baseball though, where like a nine and nine. Uh, if you're five hundred, but you played more games, it counts better. Yeah, we'll do that. All right. Yeah, I'm down for that, Tony. Cool. I, I need something to root for on Sunday. <laughs> uh, so real quick, picks. Obviously, Tony, you got the Bears. Everybody else is on the Saints, right? Yeah, I'm on the Saints. Yes. Just out of straight out of respect for Drew Brees. I'm I'm sorry, Tony. I, like I'm in an Earl Acker jersey. I want to. I want to. Be with you, but Boza, that should worry you that Frankie went to the Saints. In all honesty, <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, he already killed the fucking Hawk, uh, the Cardinals for me. No, so. that was Joe killed the Cardinals. I just said no. We did, we did together. Fuck you, Frankie. We both did it together. Fuck you. Don't try and walk out of this because you're wearing a Bears jersey right now. You wore a different fucking jersey every episode we've done for the last five weeks. So you're not getting out of this one. In all fairness, I did try to jinx There is no all fairness. You you did it just like I did. Own up to it. I tried to jinx the Bills. Just because you sing Bear Down at the beginning of this episode with this kumbaya shit? No, fuck that. Absolutely not. When I wore the Bills jersey, it was to jinx the Bills, and we all saw how well that went. Diego single-handedly killed the Jaguars. Yeah, he did. <laughs> I'm happy. All right, uh, so let's move on to the last game. This one's – I think it's fun because we just had it last week. Uh, it's a division matchup. It, I think it deserves to be the, the last game of the weekend just because I, I think it's probably the best straight-up matchup, uh, depending on if everybody plays again. Because everybody should be back for next week for the Steelers, correct? Uh, yes. So – so yeah. the Browns are playing the Steelers in Pittsburgh. Uh, the Browns having beat the Steelers in week 17 to lock up their spot in the playoffs, make sure that the Dolphins didn't get in, RIP Dolphins. Um, what a bummer. 
I think this is going to be fun because not only is it the Browns in the playoffs for the first time since 02, but also the Steelers kind of fucking suck, even though they were 11 and 0 at one point. Um, I, I want the Browns to win so fucking bad. Me too. Um, I do too because it, it really does remind me of the time when the Bengals had the chance to snub the Jets out of the playoffs and the Jets came back and beat them. Uh, they literally played week 17 and then, Jet, and then they played first round of the playoffs and the Jets shit on them. And it was like, well, every, everybody was like, well, you should have beat them last week. And I, they were kind of saying like, oh, the Steelers did this so that they could play the Browns in the playoffs and knock them out of the playoffs. Um, I hate both of these teams, though, so I really <laughs> don't want either of them to win. Like, I don't want the Browns to be happy, but, like, watching the Steelers implode from the perfect record to, you know, people were wondering, could they miss the playoffs? And now, like, all right, you're, like, in a kind of a dogfight with the Browns. Um, I, I, again, though, this is going to be which Steelers show up. Is it the Steelers from the first half of the season? Or is it the Steelers who were straight imploding at the end of the season that are showing up? Wait, why do you hate the Browns? They don't do anything. They I hate Baker Mayfield. Uh, this, this is a Jet thing, Steve. He, this is, a, is everything a Jet thing? No. Yes. Well, yes. I mean, yes. yes. <laughs> like This is a, like a Jets-Browns like, thing where like I had to watch. like The Jets are who Baker came in against and like made his name off of to start his career. Like he came in on after Tyrod got hurt, of course, because Tyrod getting hurt, um, and he brought them back from like a three touchdown deficit to beat the Jets on a Thursday night football game. Oh, also, like you've been down on them all year. You were like, yeah, they've Browns also like, like they've you were also like the Browns like, fucking suck all they, year. They've and they also like eleven and five. They're the kings of fucking everybody on bets this year. Like they had m- probably ninety percent of the bad beats. <laughs> yeah, man. If you if you piss off if. If you piss off Voza and the Jets and the betting department, you know you're fucked. Like Nick, honestly, it's probably you want to blame one person. Actually, not even bigger. Blame Nick Chubb for going down at the one yard line. That's all he's got to do. God, but he's got such a great football name. Like, how, how do you not love a guy named Chubb? So, uh. Um. Is anybody else excited for this game? I'm really excited for Brown Steelers. Like, I I'm think not. that's gonna be I, fucking I, awesome. I, I just I hate both these teams. I really do. I just hate those division games. Like that division just bores the shit out of me when they play. Really? Yeah, I don't that's like the it. Best, that's the best division in the AFC. No, in, in terms of like I'm wins mild. loss, it is. But oh no, but I'm saying like um, hatred too. Yeah, but that's why I just don't care. Because I feel like when they play each other, it should be a lot more fun than it ever ends up being. Well, this one's bound to be fun because the Browns haven't made the soup. The whoa, Ooh, not- prediction <laughs> from Steve. They're the not Browns going to Super Bowl. Browns Packers. Baker throws four interceptions. Uh, no, I mean the Browns haven't made the playoffs since. You wish the Packers defense was that good. And the Steelers are like the perennial, like the Steelers and the Ravens are like perennial AFC North. Steelers like the '70s Steelers like history. I hope the Browns beat the shit out of them. I know it's not going to happen. It'll be close, and I hope the Browns pull it out. Um, I just I can't go with the TikTokers, man. They piss me off. <laughs> go with the TikTokers. I can't. I can't. That's do a it. good point, Stephen. Corvette, Corvette. Fuck that team. Browns oh. all the way. Steelers for me. Anything? Tony, you got anything? I'm going to go with the Browns. Yeah, I like I'm the Browns gonna... in this one, too. 
I got the Browns. Oh, damn. So just me? All right. Wow. I mean, there, there's nothing in there with the Steelers that really scares me. I think with Cleveland losing OBJ was probably for the betterment of their team offensively. I feel like their offense has been better without him on the field. So Kind of um, like when the Giants lost Saquon, right? <laughs> I mean, I would prefer Saquon still. Quick, quickly, guys, I just yeah. the the New York Knicks are four and three. Let's uh, go. They just beat the Hawks. Can't imagine a New York team losing to the Hawks. Like that couldn't be our New York team. <laughs> like that sucks to be a Brooklyn Nets fan. And KD out for the next four games quarantining. Mm. Hate to see it. Uh, by the way, I just want to touch on. It's crazy that, Bose, you're the one picking the Steelers after we were all, like, mostly on yeah. the Steelers. <laughs> yeah, you guys off. are the ones, like, jumping, like, oh, they're the best team in the fucking Yeah, I, I fought pretty hard for them, but. Yeah, and now we're all like, fuck them, let's Browns go Browns. All the way. Wait, 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 also, wait. I want them. I after need the, the goddamn I need the Steelers to. I need the Steelers to play the Chiefs. That's why. I need, I, <laughs> I need it to watch the Chiefs drop 50 on them. But, really? The, so that's what the thing is, like. I feel like if the Steelers beat the Browns, it's because the Steelers are big brothering the Browns again. And then whoever the Steelers play next are going to fucking kill the Steelers. Like, I think the Titans kill the Steelers. I think the Ravens kill the Steelers. I think the Bills kill the Steelers. The only chance they have is if they somehow play the Colts, which is impossible because the Colts are going to end up playing the Chiefs. So, like, no matter what, the Steelers are going to get fucking murdered the next round. Yes. All right, that'll do it for the NFL, our uh, our playoff preview. Um, let's move on. We got a couple more things uh, that we want to cover. Oh, Voza, you can't nope. host anything this week. No, I thought it was just the Wizard of Frank you were I, hosting. No, it was everything because I was losing. I mean, you can host show. this if you want. It's the. I, it's gonna take two seconds because we're gonna yeah. go. What the fuck happened? Uh, so can we just gonna... get a Tony. Can we get a Tony Cohen? Sorry, Frank. I know you want to host this for him, but can we get a Tony Cohen like one minute drill esque college football like hosting duty where it's like, hi, my name is Dudu. My name is <laughs> It's gotta um, be spontaneous. <laughs> I to be honest, I would have I would have given up this really quick to do it. Because we're not gonna do college basketball this week, because basically nobody played except for my beloved Iowa Hawkeyes. So hey, my Longhorns played. Coach K is getting his way, baby. When everybody's back, when everybody's back, we'll do a nice big chunk on the college basketball teams, and I'll go over the fifty-two games I have to go over. Uh, Shouts out Luca Garza. (laughs) But real quick, we'll do the college football. Obviously, the two big playoff games: uh, Alabama and Notre Dame, and OSU and Clemson happened. And both of them could go fuck themselves because Alabama <laughs> was supposed to dominate that game. They ended up dominating. Uh, and I was say they did dominate. They dominated Not that the game. way they're supposed to. Good teams win and great teams cover. And yeah. Notre Dame is apparently a great team because they covered. <laughs> all right. So that could oh go fuck God. itself. Uh, and then OSU, who everybody was convinced that Clemson was going to trounce them. Roll. They were, roll. Like it was, what was it? A seven point spread, and everybody yeah. was like, "That's that's too little. It's gonna be more like ten. Blah 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 blah. It's gotta be more like 12. Well, OSU won <laughs> outright, so go fuck yourself. Uh, by a lot. They, yeah, by 
Ohio, by three like, touchdowns, 21. Did I pick Ohio State on the podcast? We all did. We all did. No, no, no. Oh, you, no. What you did is you were like, I'm rooting for Clemson, but oh, wait, Danielle's cousins from the other side of yeah, the world are coming. That, that's what I was going to say. Didn't I say some bass backwards shit? That's good. I think Jets fans during that game went from, let's just get that offensive tackle from Oregon. Let's stick with Darnold to, all right, we're taking fields. That's it. Jets fans have no idea what to do. Listen, if you're a Jet fan and that performance convinced you that Justin, you should get Justin Fields, you have not been watching football that long because Justin, I could, Justin Fields made some nice throws, but he also had some really stupid decisions in that game where he, I remember one where Clemson could have got back into the game when Justin Fields decided to throw a pick into triple coverage in the end zone um, on a jump ball, like, off his back foot. Like, you saw why Justin Fields – So, he's he's tailor-made for the Jets. For the Jets, yeah. But, um, listen, the Ohio State came out and just dominated and made Dabo eat his words for the 11th best team. Uh, That did make me feel a little bit better about it, was that Dabo got his mouth shit in. Also, did anybody call him out on that? Crazy. Yeah, I mean, everybody, everybody. was everybody <laughs> was retweeting it. Uh, no, but like, did he sit? Like, did any of the? He was trying to backtrack. Uh, it. No, no reporter is going to call him out for it. But I he mean, tried backtracking on it. He was like, "I was just saying that they are capable, but I wanted to make sure all the teams that played nine games were the ones that I ranked ahead of them." He was like, "I was never like discrediting them." So he was eating his words very quickly. But at that point, like, fucking stick to what you said. Like, yeah. you said it for a reason. Like. Stick to it. It's in fucking writing. Like you had them ranked 11. <laughs> um, but Notre Dame, Alabama, that game was like really boring just because Bama's so fucking good offensively. Like Devontae Smith might win the Heisman, which is crazy for a wide receiver to actually win the Heisman. Yeah. Um, but they're so good. They, I, I'm gonna stick. I'm gonna stick my foot in my mouth again. But they're gonna destroy Ohio State. I think. <laughs> uh, but. It, that's gonna. I I think the total for the game is gonna be the highest ever. It's seventy five right now. Uh, it's supposed to be a record for a championship game. Um, and I don't think seventy five is enough points, honestly. Because uh, Bama might try and put up. Might Ohio State's gonna need to put up at least forty to have a chance to win, and Bama might put up fifty. Um, but again, for your boy Tony, I win either way. Yeah. Because uh, let's see, it is. Alabama you want, plus you want Ohio. Alabama plus one seventy five or Ohio State plus two fifty. So you want Ohio. Either way, the future looks nice for that. <laughs> um, I agree. I think Bama's going to tr- beat the shit out of them, but I I do think Ohio State's going to be able to put up points. Um, Alabama, like everybody, always talks about Alabama, like and the SEC as a whole, that like they have these good defenses, but. When was the last time an SEC like juggernaut had a great defense? Like they all have these fucking stud offenses, and then okay enough defenses to not give up sixty. So then, when they put up sixty, they're good to go. Yeah, I, I don't know when the last. I mean, it LSU, was, LSU was, was all say, offense. The last, but, the last when Bama time, beat Georgia, Georgia only scored twenty. Yeah, that's true. But I I thought that was more on Georgia than on Bama's defense that year, to be honest. I feel like we, you got to go back like at least 10 years to start getting into when defenses fucking mattered. No, if you want to talk about the last dominant dominant defense for the SEC, what they did uh 
was it them who did it to Notre Dame when they shut down Notre Dame with the Manti that, Teo year? But that was still fucking – I think that was Notre Dame fucking sucked and got lucky. Okay. Yeah, well, all right. Well, if you're talking about offense versus defense, no, we haven't seen that in, like, forever. Because, like, I, most of the games I can think of are Bama with, when they held LSU to zero points and LSU held them to, like, six or nine, yeah. whatever it was. Yeah, I just think it's funny that we talk about the SEC defense. I mean, we don't because we just are – we like points. We're fucking – we're the everything that's wrong with football. Um, all right, let's fucking move on. This was too much college football talk. Wait, can, I, uh, pick, can I just pick. say one thing? Yeah, I want to give my pick because I'm going with Ohio State. Uh, everyone and their mother is going to go with Bama. I think Ohio State plays better – I think they'll play better than Alabama in the trenches, and I think that Ohio State's running back has looked insane. I don't think Alabama's going to have a uh, an answer for it, and I think they'll be able to control the clock that way. Give me Bama. Bama, Bama. here, too. I'm going to just go with Ohio State. Because Danielle's cousins from Ohio are coming yeah, in to say hello again. I'm going to support them, but I'm also doing a fuck you, Bama, for letting the freaking – Shitheads, backdoor corner. That's what he's mad about. <laughs> that fucking, makes more sense. Yeah, fuck that. Let Ohio State beat the piss out of them. All right, so let's move on. Uh, three for Bama, two for OSU. You guys figure it out yourselves. Gamble responsibly or something like that, yada, yada. Uh, Joe, you want to do some NBA talk? Just rip through this because it's still fucking December and January and nobody gives a shit. Yeah, so a couple things to chat about. I know, Boza, you mentioned it earlier, but KD has to go through quarantine protocol. So he has to quarantine for seven days. So it looks like he's definitely missing three, potentially four games, um, especially for a Nets team that hasn't been off to the start that everyone anticipated them to be at. So we'll see how they go. They have some pretty tough matchups, actually, um, in those in those games, too. So hopefully they can go two and one. I have a feeling they're probably going to go one and two or oh and three because they have the Jazz tomorrow, 76ers and the Grizzlies. So I think they'll probably win the Grizzlies game, but lose to the Jazz and the 76ers. Um, Steph um, in the game last night went all for 62 points, 45 in the third quarter. Um, I think what was the funnier thing is uh, the memes that Clay Thompson was was uh, showing to everyone. I think he did like one of uh, he did like an Adam Sandler. I forgot which movie it was with Adam Sandler, but he did one of the um, the video clips of him. Um, so Clay was definitely. I'll give Clay this stuff with, with Clay being out and injured. At least he's. And we talked about this too with like social media. Basketball just has like less constraints on people just saying what they want to say, whether it's commentators or the actual players. Um, so it's good that they're having some fun. Warriors really haven't been that solid or consistent. I know Draymond was out the first two games, um, but wanted to go over some surprise teams, whether both in a good and a, in a negative sense right now. So I have three from the East and three from the West. So on the East, we have the Magic. The Magic are five and two now. They just actually won their game. So they were at four and two, but they just ended up being the Cavaliers by 20. So looking at their schedule, they haven't had many big wins, I would say probably against the Heat. Um, That was probably their biggest win because they got blown out by the 76ers. The Nets have just been a disappointment. I mean, they lost to the Grizzlies while John Moran got hurt in that game. Um, They lost to the Hornets. Um, They had a back-to-back with the Hawks, and they only took 
one of those. They lost to the Wizards. So. And they came back in that one that they won, too. They were yeah. losing that. Yeah, I mean, that was just a shootout. It was an all-star yeah. game score. It was, like, in the 140s. So the Nets need to figure out what they're going to do. They have depth. I just don't know what – they're just not clicking right now. And then the Raptors are now 1-5. and five. They just lost to the Celtics tonight, 126-114. Um, to 114. The Raptors' only win so far was against the Knicks. So It's unbelievable that that's the only win that they have. I mean, it is, but it isn't. I mean, they're, they're, their roster is pretty – consistent i mean yeah they lost abaca and they have and they lost gasol and they have baines at center um but their other guys i mean fred van vliet kyle lowry pascal siakam like they're doing fine but they're just not pulling off the wins and granted they're some of the games they're losing within like a few possessions i mean they lost the spurs within like two possession uh 76ers same thing pelican so we'll see if they write the ship on that but we shall see. But the three on the West Coast, uh, the Suns, I know we were all talking about how with Chris Paul going over that's there. All, that's all Chris Paul. I mean, it is, but it's also Devin Booker, too. I think him having another individual to rely on and having a healthy DeAndre Aiden will, will also be beneficial to them. And Bridges has been solid in, in there in the, in the starting rotation, too. Um, Sacramento Kings are 500. I, I said earlier this was a team to watch out for. I felt like they were low on their win total. Um, they've had some solid wins. I mean, they won in overtime against the Nuggets. Um, they split a series against, or actually they beat the Nuggets twice. They split the series with the Suns. They just lost um, one. They lost two games to the Rockets. One of them was a close game. So they're about to play the Warriors right now. So I would assume they're going to go four and three after today because the Warriors are coming off a, a back-to-back. And then lastly, the Nuggets. I mean, I didn't think the Nuggets were going to suffer this much losing Plumlee and, and Grant. But it's definitely taking a toll on them going two and four. Um, you got to see with Jokic and, and Jamal Murray, what are they going to do to kind of string together some wins? But once again, this is very early, too early to tell what's going to happen. Sixers are probably top three right now with how they've been playing with Doc Rivers. Um, so we'll see how that's going to go. But our Knicks, I mean, they just pulled off a game against the Hawks. So um, where they were trailing just, by 14. Yeah, you, you just never know with the NBA season. But uh, I don't know if anyone has really kept up with anything NBA-wise. Any comments that people have with yeah, what Has- they may have seen or heard? Hassan Whiteside sucks, and he's probably lost his job. Well, they only signed up for a veteran minimum, so, I mean, it's no harm, no foul for them. Yeah, but they were. I think they were kind of looking to be like, oh, okay, Hassan Whiteside, like, this is a – a veteran presence that could help this team. And then just immediately they're like, Nope, fuck this guy. Let's uh, let's start the, I forget what the other kid's name is who I just picked up in fantasy because Hassan Whiteside sucks. I think the player that everyone should watch out for. And I think Steve has him on his roster is Christian Wood on the Rockets. He has, he has, he's definitely been playing like, a lot more than I mean. Not, I knew he was going to be starting. He was going to get those reps, but the production that he's he's putting in night in and night out. Though I mean, I mean, the commentators have also made fun of like we don't need James Harden. We got Christian Wood, but I mean, if you have him, John Wall, and James Harden, that's a that's a solid three to work to watch out for. They just haven't had consistent reps yet with all the bullshit Harden's been been throwing at them with the trades and going to strip strip clubs. Did you hear about the Christian Wood story? That's the only thing yeah, I can. Yeah, the undrafted. Yeah, so you want to tell it, Tony? I, I, so I only got bits and pieces, but basically Christian Wood 
apparently went undrafted because I saw something. I think he had like attitude problems. I don't know too much why as to he fell in the draft, whatever. Didn't get drafted. His girlfriend apparently left him. So clearly a gold digging hoe. Um, he ended up, I don't know what he did, went playing overseas or something and then came back to the NBA and then he parlayed it into $42 million. So good for him. Yeah. He got undrafted in 2015. He got undrafted in 2015. And then the last time he saw his girlfriend was when he dropped her off at the airport. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine that shit though? The balls on her and just like, I want to talk to her. We should get her on the podcast and find out how the hell do you After feel you just about her a gold digger. Yeah. She's going to come on the podcast. Bleep that out. <laughs> um, I'm going to just shout out my boy, RJ Barrett. Looks like he's so far taking the uh, sophomore step. Um, he's improved his numbers across the board. He leads the league in minutes played, which is a Tom Thibodeau special. Yeah. Um, and it's going to be an eight-man roster like, with how they were playing. But he's improved his free throw shooting, which is really important. He's shooting almost 800. Um, his, he's putting up 17 and seven and that's before tonight when he put up 26 and 11. Uh, so those numbers are going to go up. Julius Randall, as much as I hate him, he, again, another 28 points, 17 rebounds, nine assists. So he's one assist away from a triple double tonight. Do you guys um, see any situation where they just hold on to him? No. Julius Randall, no. Unless, no. listen, maybe if, if I listen, it's a long season. I don't know if the Knicks are going to keep doing what they're doing, but if the Knicks are like, in a secure playoff spot, maybe. But if they're, like, sniffing a playoff spot, they'll move him because okay. he, somebody will trade for him. A guy that can come off the bench, put up 28 points, put up – get the rebounds, doesn't play defense too well, but a guy who can score so, and an expiring contract, somebody will trade for him. I yeah. guess I was more wondering that, like, because I just – because I know, Joe, you've mentioned it before, like, being able to, like, get pieces for him. But if he plays – to this extent, because I feel like he's playing a lot better this year than he did last year, just overall, not just scoring-wise. But he almost, I feel like, would have more value to the Knicks because if they do trade him to a contending team, I just don't know how much that team's going to give up because, like, even if it's, let's say, a first-round pick, a first-round pick from, like, the Clippers or something isn't really going to hey, mean as A first-round pick is a first-round hey, pick listen, also. You, 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 they flip – listen, this was Porzingis – but they flipped that to Dallas, who everybody thought this Dallas pick was going to be really shitty. Um, but right now, the way Dallas is playing, like, it's a top 10 pick. It's a lottery pick. Yeah. So, like, That's Marquis Morris and Marquise Morris last year went for first-round picks. You yeah. always, If you can get a first-round pick for an expiring contract and a guy that you're not going to re-sign anyway, might as well get it. No, I guess that's my question, though. Would it make more sense to re-sign him at that point than no. get the first-round pick? No, it wouldn't make no. more sense to re-sign him. No, get mean, the first round pick. If don't get it for this year, if anything, get it for down the road, like yeah, or like get, get a second round pick for the year that all the high school kids are coming out. Like yeah. my only it, concern with us keep do, like the Knicks keep doing that is they're just never going to be good. <laughs> hey, look, I mean, look what the look what the Celtics did uh, with all those picks. They you have Jalen Brown, who's like finally really like this is probably going to be his like that's breakout what you season. Got to do, like, yeah, but I, the Celtics haven't been miserable for this long. Well, they were, though, before then. But what happened was the Nets gave them a king-size ransom for three players, and they were able to turn those picks into a 1,000 other picks, and it just keeps snowballing. Like, picks are in the NBA. As much as people say, like, listen, you don't know, like, with the NBA lottery, the reason it's called a lottery is, like, players – it's not like the NFL where guys are kind of, like, certain talents. But so the more you have, the more, like, darts you have to throw at the board and hopefully get it right. Yeah, and honestly, with the with the NBA, 
getting late first round picks does pan out for a lot of teams too. Like even quickly if you're in the looks middle, fantastic. Yeah, that was the other thing. Like quickly has been great tonight. He had 16 points coming off injury. So in the NBA, I would almost rather have if we're trading, trading for a team where we're going to get a pick in the 10th to 20th round or the 10th to 20th pick in the first round, because there are diamonds in the rough that come out in those teens area where you can get quality and then build upon that. So you don't always have to be, it doesn't always have to be a top five pick with trading, but the other thing is cap is cap space. So when you want to get max contracts for players, the more rookie contracts you have and you're building young pieces around a one or two players, that's what they're looking for. But I think to, to agree with Voza, I don't see them keeping Randall unless they are in a spot where if they're in a sixth or seventh seed or they're competing for that, because the only way I see them keeping Randall is depending on how they do this season. Randall is somebody who you can re-sign for a lesser contract or a smaller contract to then get other pieces and really build other folks around. Like I did like how they have Austin Rivers with a veteran guy. Like they're not the most flashy, but it's a win. And, and honestly, the more wins that you're getting and the more young players that you're seeing support on, it's going to drive free agency to your market. And Tony, the last thing I'll, the last thing I'll say about like these draft picks is like, say you get a trade a pick from a team that's like a Clippers, right? Uh, Well, let's take the war, the Warriors when they were so dominant, right? Say you traded with them, Julius Randle, they gave you a first round pick and then Clay gets to her, Steph gets hurt. And, all of a sudden, it's a top five pick because in the NBA, one or two guys go down, your whole team is could be toast. Yeah, and no. So that so that's the thing. I, I agree with you. It's hard to like if they were going to trade for a Clippers pick this year or a Nets pick, assuming the Nets turn around or one of those teams. That's why I always say it's better to get the pick a little further down the line when it comes to the NBA because you don't yeah. know what a team is going to do. Yeah. Okay. It just seemed – I honestly just want to see the Knicks make a run. And I feel like yeah, if I they keep too. playing the way that they're playing, I'll, I'll take – I'll take it, it. But it would be cool to see them – I'm tired of like rooting for losing. Yeah, yeah, like just get in the playoffs. I'm and tired of rooting for losing the between the Jets. Between the Jets and it's just – I would love to root for the Knicks to actually make the playoffs. The yeah. East is the best position for them to make a playoff spot because if they were in the West, like you can kiss that goodbye instantly. Oh, yeah. But – it's wins like these though. Like when you get a win against the Hawks like that, you got the win against the Bucks. Like the thing, the thing with the NBA is that these back-to-backs are going to be so it can, it can swing either way. Cause you'll have a lot of teams where the, the team that's on a back-to-back they're favored to lose like majority of the time, unless you're playing just a garbage team or they're resting players, whatever the case may be. So I think this is a successful season for the next. It's a 72 game season. If they're getting in the 28, 29, 30 win range, even if they're not making playoffs, it's a progression point and they're utilizing their young players. Like I, I see in just a short amount of time, Tom Thibodeau is creating a system on defense. Like you kept the Hawks to a little over 100 points when they were dropping 140, 120, like all games before then. So if you can stop a team like that from really exploding out, like you have a chance to win. And then when you have, like Tony said, like you have Randall scoring, you have RJ Barrett doing well. Um, as long as they're tying those pieces together, like you're going to get wins on the board. Fair enough. Anything else with basketball, Steve, anything with your Mavs? 
Frankie, you moved to the Bucks yet? Or are you still sticking with the Knicks? No, but Giannis is on my fantasy team, so it'll happen soon enough. But the Knicks, like, it's like you guys said, the Knicks are playing well, so they're fun to watch. I'm pissed that I, I think I've watched about a quarter of them playing because I've either been out or something else was on that had uh, priority over watching the Knicks. So I haven't been able to watch, but I, it'd be nice if the fucking Knicks were good. That's Green. the plan. Steve, anything with the Mavs? No, nah, it's really in the season. I mean, we're talking about the Knicks actually being good, which they're not. We're talking about the Raptors being bad, which they're not. We're talking about the Nuggets being bad, which they're not. So, I mean, these, these teams just have to play more games. Um, I think like two to three weeks from now, we'll have a – I think everything will kind of go back to normal. Um. So we'll see, but I think I think the Nuggets is the big team to watch out out of your surprise teams because I think that they just have a hangover from the bubble, and I think they're on their high horse because of all the success that they had. And like you said, um, they're missing some key role players that they haven't found uh, replacements for, so they need some guys to step up. I agree with two out of the three statements you had on those teams. I'll let you figure out which one uh, I disagree with. Go Knicks, go. Well, with that, we wanted to give update with Fantasy Roundup very quickly. So I beat Frankie this week. I beat Frankie this week by a gazillion. Even with yeah. Steph Curry's 62 points to fucking yeah. close out the week, it didn't even make a dent. Nope. My brother beat Voza by two gazillion. Oh, and Steve and, and Steve got a bye this week against the Gallinari Gobbles. <laughs> So we'll see what's going to happen. It's early on in the season. I'm going to be biased. I think my team is going to fucking demolish all of your team. So I think I'm going to run away with this. I'm coming for that ass, Frankie. Motherfucker. I'm going to beat Who do I play next week? Does that mean I play Joe? You're playing them currently, this week, right now. No, I'm playing Steve. Yeah, you're playing. I'm kicking Nicky. the shit. You're playing right Nick now. right now. You're beating him right now. Hey, I'm winning, and that was with me sitting, guys. Today, I have a co- Jesus Christ, Tony. I have a hundred points on my bench. <laughs> oh my. And he has forty-two points on his not bench. I literally have J Butts, Mitch Robin. No, I put up two hundred and twenty-three on my Ooh. on my roster. I'm having a great day. If I that's actually like more than you did last in. week. Uh, Nick Nick sat a ton of guys too. Oh, good. All right. Yeah. Steve is only beating me because he's playing 13 guys and I'm playing six. So, yeah, yeah. We'll calm it down. We'll check in next week. I mean, excuses. If you want to remember, Frankie said the same (laughs) shit. And what happened? I fucking reamed him a new asshole on that one. So, in all fairness, I don't know what I'm talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. Yeah, moving on. Let's move on. Uh, Thank you, Joseph. Uh, Steve, you want to do a quick soccer roundup, soccer segment? Yep, let's do it. So we're out of the, I guess, the holiday fixtures. So unfortunately, it's not going to be a game every two to three days. We're going to go back to the game a week. Um, But we do have some cup games coming up, uh, which we'll go over a little bit. Uh, But the first team that we'll touch on is Chelsea. So they lost 3-1 to Man City. I feel like this is where I was with Arsenal about a month to a month and a half ago. Is my... Manager going to get sacked. Why does my team look like shit? Uh, Joe and Voza, what do you guys think? 
Arteta is going to get sacked before Lampard does. There is absolutely no way that that is going to happen. Just because he got a three-game fucking winning streak doesn't mean that his job is secured now. Can you all- say fired and not sacked? Like no, sacked. No, sacked. Just, just, like, just like if we were in person, I'd put my sack on your forehead. All right, Frankie? <laughs> Beep. I am not worried. And the reason why I say that is Lampard is trying to change the system at Chelsea, which I appreciate what he's doing because we always have these academy players. We have these young players that we loan them out. We are known for just loaning everyone out in our system and buying all of these players. We are getting a loan for them for six months. Like I don't want to get when we, we got Iguain for a six month loan. Like I don't want that. I want to play the Reese James. I want, I'm happy we got Mason Mount back to play with us. Like you have the Tammy Abrahams, like you have to play your youth. And the problem is that everything is, is so now. And a lot of teams are always worried about the development, but Lampard has had success with not only getting strong players, not so much this year, I'll say that. Like, I don't think our strong players or our players that are supposed to be performing have been performing to where they should be. But last year was a sign that you can still be competitive and get youth in there with your veterans and still perform and still get wins. Just because we've had a spell of not really performing to where we should be with our team, that doesn't mean you're going to get Lampard fired. Granted, that's the talk. That's what's going. That's what everyone the wants Chelsea to talk about. Way, man. It, it's. I mean, that's the soccer way. That's the headline way. That's what. That's what happens with everyone. I mean, PSG now. Like you have you have uh, Mauricio now taking over for PSG. So like it happens with every team across all of the top European tables. Like if a team is doing bad for a stretch of two months you hit the panic button and you get rid of the manager. And then what happens? It's a temporary bandage. Like they're good for six to 12 months. Like when are the days when you've had a coach there for a year in year out? And I think that that, that, that isn't the case. Arsene Wenger, but that'll never happen again. It won't. But, no, agree. It, it but won't. Chelsea, but you can't put Chelsea in that. You can't put Chelsea in that group because, and the reason why PSG also does it too, is because these teams spend a shitload of money. Granted Chelsea didn't because they had the, transfer window block so what they didn't they couldn't spend for two summers or was it just yeah one? two summers yeah so they couldn't spend for two summers so thank god you guys brought in Kovacic on a loan you lucked yeah. out um but look if this wasn't Chelsea I would agree with you I would say that there's no chance that Lampard's gonna get gonna get sacked I was about to say fired there's no way he's gonna get sacked they're gonna give him the time which it looks like that's what Arsenal's gonna do because I swear to god if Arteta did what and I said this to you before. If Lampard went on a run that our like Arteta did with Abramovich, he would have been sacked. I agree. Like three quarters of the way through it. I think I said halfway, but realistically, three quarters of the way through that terrible run, he would have been sacked. It's like when happened with Mourinho, when like he went through that and we were at the bottom table and they got rid of him and then they got in like the top eight. But I, I yeah, I, I don't see that happening. I don't see that happening and, at all, dude. If if Franklin and he would be the guy to do it because he's like. Chelsea, well, not born and bred because he played for West Ham before Chelsea. That, that's what I but yeah, but, <laughs> didn't know that one, Frank. I don't. Uh, <laughs> he's like he would be the one to change the culture, like give the like the London, like give the Chelsea guy the chance. But I don't see Abramovich changing his ways, especially since he literally they bought the entire Bundesliga uh, <laughs> over the last like year and a half with Pulisic, Havertz, Werner. Then they brought in uh, Ziyech. And they have Hudson Odoi. I just, I don't know if Abraham we have too many options. The that... best part too is that 
we we gave Arsenal all this shit, and like you agree with me, Lampard would have been sacked. Arsenal's only three points off of Chelsea right now. Yeah, and, and look, and I said this a few weeks ago. The month of December is a crazy fucking time where you'll see teams move up in the rank in the standings and move down. And this absolutely happened with Chelsea. We moved down, and you moved up, and it only took three games. It's a three-game swing. Yeah, <laughs> very true. Uh, Boza, you got anything to add for Chelsea? No, uh, I defer to Joe on this. Just I didn't get to it. it just it, it's like every time I turn it on, it's just the nonsense. Because who said it? Was it you, Joe, or was it your brother who immediately was like, "Oh, the Man City goalie uh, was coming in." Oh, oh that was me. I wanted to smack you in the face because as soon as you said that, I was like, "Chelsea's losing this game." I I really thought with Zach Stefan going in goal, like that should have been like easy win for us, and we are down three nothing at halftime. <laughs> Hey, he's good. Another American in the English. Yo, we're going to be so good. I can't wait for this next World Cup. Our lineup is going to be stacked. Yeah, if we play the right formation. Get, I can't wait to get bounced in the first round. Is no. It, that won't, either way, a, a team full of European players is going to make me – the fact that I don't have to watch Josie Al- Altador and Michael Bradley in a World Cup ever again makes me <laughs> so happy. And but, Brad but, at least we're, <laughs> we're going to make the World Cup this year. Well, let's hope maybe, that. maybe. So let's. Uh, I know we talked a lot about Lampard. Like I said, Lampard actually started at West Ham. So let's go to West Ham. Uh, West Ham is currently tenth in the table. Arsenal's currently eleventh. Fuck Arsenal. Uh, well, fuck you, Frank. But uh, what do you got on West Ham? They played two games this week. So we tied Southampton, and it's so far in the past at this point that I have I couldn't tell you a fucking thing about it. I just know that. We started the not the lineup that I fucking hate, and clearly strike lineup. The counter strike lineup, and clearly nobody struck in that game because it was zero uh, zero, nil nil, as you nerds say. Ooh. Um. So there was that. Uh, then we played Everton, and this got me a little nervous because as that game was about to start, uh, after all the the lineups and everything were announced, uh. As I, as I flipped to the channel to watch the game, uh, Fabianski was not in goal for us, and I was like, uh-oh, that's not good. Apparently, he, he had an injury on during the warm-ups. Uh, clearly, I don't really care that much because I have no idea if he's hurt, if he's out, whatever. All I know is that we ended up starting not our shitty Counter-Strike lineup, and we won one nothing. Would you fucking look at that? If you start the fast guys that score goals, they score goals. Uh, and of course, my boy Tomas Suchek had the uh, the big goal to to win that game. Um, it was also cute uh, because so uh, I think it's Sufal is the other Czech guy on the team. Just had a baby, so when Suchek scored the goal, his little celebration was him rocking Sufal's baby back and forth for him. <laughs> that, that was cute. Shout out to my my Czech boys. Frankie, was this the week that you were saying that you love Suchek more based on uh, his post? Oh, yes. I fucking I love Suchek so much because I finally heard him speak. They had him on the, the post-game interview, and he is his English is good, but you could tell it's clearly not his first language. And it's just it's so funny to hear somebody that speaks English well enough but still has to ah and um in a foreign language because he wants to make sure he says the right thing. So every other word is uh, um. It's like listening to this podcast, 
but he's <laughs> he's from the Czech Republic. It's so much fun. I I I love him. He's the best. That's my dude. Hey man, I don't I don't blame him for that because I don't know if you guys heard. I'm sure Goose heard. Um, Edinson <laughs> Cavani, the striker for Manchester United, got a three game ban. Oh, we're going into this because. Well, I just want to mention it quick. Um, but the FA, the, the English Football Association, handed out a three-match ban to Cavani for typing something on Twitter Twitter, 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 and uh, calling one of his friends. Obviously, in our language, is not good. Uh, not a nice thing to say, but supposedly in Spanish language, like it's a term of endearment. So like the Uruguayan Football Association is like butting in and saying, like, you got to take this away. He didn't mean anything by it. It's... So, like, all these foreigners coming into the English Premier League always have to watch out. Like, even, even like, the first, the first interview that they have with any of the media, they'll say, like, hello, um, I love my club, whatever the club's name is, um, just to show that they're trying to learn. But the English media is terrible when it comes to just jumping down sports, uh, sportsmen's throats. So, uh, I guess kudos to Tommy Suchek for umming and eyeing instead of saying the wrong thing and then just getting banned. Well, he's also been, I think he's been there like two or three years now. So he knows it's just, you know, you don't get, he doesn't get interviewed after every game, Yeah, but he's the leading goal scorer. So now he probably is. So Which it's just, it's, is. it's nice to see him. Uh, nice to see him getting some FaceTime because he is the fucking man. Let's go Tommy. Don't worry. Frankie will wear a, uh, Thomas Suchek jersey, maybe like two months from now on the podcast. Extra we'll medium. Make, we'll make sure. Hey, no, 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 no. That's my size. That's my size. I know. Hey, that for me, man. Uh, all right. Let's move on to the next team. Tottenham. Tony knows that the manager's name is Jose Mourinho. Yeah. Uh, and they beat Leeds United, which is Joe's second team. Can we confirm that? They're his illegitimate child. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, sweet. Yeah. I get to pick another team now? I love when my teams get to beat <laughs> all of your guys' teams. It's great. Who's in first place? Because that's my second team. <laughs> uh, Liverpool. They that's lost today. Li- no, Man United. <laughs> no way. Oh, They're in second. Shouts out, shouts out, not Man United. Fuck Man United. So now you can do I the perfect, that. fuck you, Goose. I love you, Goose. <laughs> They're, so technically, uh, Liverpool and Man United are Liverpool's technically first right now on goal differential, but Man United has a game in hand, so Man United can take first place. In their is game. is is Wolverhampton good, or are they worse than? They're middle of the pack right now. They're thirteenth. Their record sucks, but they're always exciting. Eh, I mean, they're, they're not the wolves. And man. if you're if you're Portuguese, I, I don't care. We'll do this. We'll do like this. Tony, well, like they Boza, fucked up. Boza they should have be beat Brighton this week. Wolves. They should have beat Brighton. They are up 3-1, and then they lose that game. Brighton's or they, tough, they, Or they tie that game. Brighton's, Brighton's tough, though. So. Remember I said this? No. Nah, Brighton they should have never given Brighton a chance. They had a stupid I'm, penalty. The I'm probably the confused. Half. It, it doesn't matter. What, it doesn't Tottenham, matter. Tottenham, Tottenham. What happened? Tony, you got anything? Well, Cohen, you have anything to add about your Jose Mourinho-led team? They're just way better than all of your guys' teams. Yeah, well, this is actually true. The current standings <laughs> – the current standings in the league, Tottenham is in fourth, and then all of our teams are way down. Uh, Chelsea's in ninth, West Ham is in tenth, and Arsenal's in eleventh. So you guys should you should really do a deadlock. You guys should all do some research and actually pick winning teams like I do. 
<laughs> I specifically picked the not good name team. a player that on way, your team. Maybe they get relegated, so maybe I don't have to pay. I'm a team. fan of the team, not the player. You, you did last week. <laughs> name oh, a player on the team. Uh, All right, so we're going to end this with Arsenal, which I've been going on my tirades. I've been yelling about Arteta out. I, I honestly still don't trust him at this point. But we have won three games in a row. We look – oh, my God. That snow game that we played – uh, at West Brom was probably the best Arsenal game that I've seen since Arsene Wenger left. Arsenal. Yeah, thanks. Oh my Even. god, it's like they're playing in a blizzard, and then I go to find it, and it's on Peacock. Yeah, thanks. I oh, wanted god. to switch it on. Just well, no, it was so out. bad. They had to. They had to like stop the game, or maybe it was at halftime. But I think they might have taken a break during the second half to shovel out the lines because you couldn't see anything at all, like any the penalty box, the half like. Midfield, you couldn't see anything. Um, but that didn't stop us at all. We looked amazing. I'm not going to give any credit to Granite Jaka because he's still Steve, to how did we? Goddamn club. Steve, but how did our teams play the same teams? Because how the holiday fixtures work where there's a game like every two to three days. It just, so played, just did a switcheroo. You played Brighton first. We played Brighton second. No, Southampton and Everton are the two games in, in question, but good try. Oh, uh, whoops. Oh, so they. I don't know anything about soccer, man. But yeah, tell me about it. But yeah, like, like it's that's just the way the schedule worked. Okay, just go ahead. Yeah, continue. Uh, I don't really have much more to say. Uh, uh, I want them to keep it up. The fact that finally we finally played a a number ten in Emil Smith Rowe, who's like twenty years old. The entire front line of our attack is like twenty nineteen and twenty two. So we, like Joe said, with playing the kids. And You're playing the kids now? Arsenal's playing the goddamn kids, and it's really working out. Our The offense looks amazing. Um, that it takes so much pressure off of the defense just because of how well they're covering the spaces and playing into space and not being so robotic and trying to play up the, the side. So I'm just – I don't want to get too overboard, and I'm going to say it every time I talk about Arsenal because of how bad we were um, uh, about a month ago. But just – Continue the progress. That's you know it. what's going to happen though with Arsenal, right? You tell what Arteta's going to get uh, sacked at the end of the season. No, they're going to go back to their old ways now. Why do you say that? I have a feeling like Arteta's going to find ways to not play the young guys, and it's just going to get you pissed off again. No, the only thing that worries me is that he's going to have to rotate at some point, and Smith Rowe is the obvious only number ten that we have in the in the team. And if we he's not on the field, I don't know what yeah. the hell we're gonna look like. Are we gonna look like the same team that we played at uh, that we played like a month ago? And then I'm just gonna get pissed off all over again and say that we play up to size, we put up 25 crosses, and we don't do anything with it because we have Alexandre Lacazette who's like 5'10 trying to head balls in against like six foot four center backs. Um, like Sutrek. So we'll see. But but Trans- you need Tierney and Saka to be consistent. Yes, which they both have been incredible. Like what the West Brom game, Tierney's goal was amazing. I mean, the um, game of the snow, though. I mean, that's always a fun game to watch. Yeah, that was fun. And you saw like um, all the running around that like Arsenal does and the way that they play into space. There was like just freaking footmarks everywhere along the field. And so then, some... like when the pass was being played, you'd see the ball like make the line in the snow. So there's just like lines and footprints like everywhere in the field. 
So guys, so sometimes when they like try and show statistics of like how many miles or they track it as kilometers that players run, they show like the, the tracks of it. That's literally what you saw in that game with the snow. You could just see all the players tracks in, in this fucking game. They only cleared out the, the penalty box. So that is really like in the second half, like the penalty boxes, they cleared out the snow there for the goalie, but they left the snow everywhere else though. You just see all these fucking tracks everywhere. That's fun. Yeah, it was cool. That's the most Yay. exciting thing I've heard about soccer in a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Shocker. Um, one thing I do want to add before we uh, move from soccer to our one minute drill. Uh, the transfer I window, do that, fuck. The transfer window is officially open. So most teams make their big moves in the summer, but you never know. Some stuff could happen in the winter. Arsenal's already made some moves, um, sending some players out out of the team. So I guess we'll see what happens within the next month. Maybe we're looking at new teams. Frankie, maybe you don't uh, love Tommy Stuchek as much as you like the player that West Ham possibly buys in January. So uh, more uh, to come for Steven, soccer. I'm, I'm putting this out there right now. If Suchek <laughs> leaves West Ham, I'm leaving with him. Done. Wherever team he goes to, <laughs> unless it's Arsenal, Chelsea, or Man United. Whatever <laughs> team he goes to, I, I'm Hopping on board. Me and Tommy are a package deal. Fair enough. Even if he goes to Tottenham. Yuck. I guess, we'll end it on, I guess we'll end it on that note because Tottenham is a little. And if, if he goes to Tottenham, then Tony doesn't have to even worry about reading things. I'll just read it for him and then we'll be good. It's for the pod, if anything. Works for me. All right. You're good on soccer. We're ready for that. We're going to go right into the one-minute drills. Yep. Let's do it. All right. It's time for the one-minute drills. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go first this week since I went first last week and it was depressing. This is a little more fun, but it's also about wrestling. Uh, also, I want to get it over and done with. So... January 4th is always the big Tokyo Dome show for New Japan Pro Wrestling. It's Wrestle Kingdom has been the name for the last 15 years. Last year was the first year it was two nights. This year it was also two nights, mostly because they wanted to sell 20,000 tickets twice, thanks to restrictions on capacity out in Japan. Um, First night was fun. Usually there's like four or five matches that are unbelievable. Last night there was really only one. The The main event was a championship match between Kota Ibushi and Tetsuya Naito. Uh, that was very fun. Overall, the show was still good. It's just you expect about five great matches, like I said. And when there's only one, it's kind of like, what the fuck happened? Um, and then tonight, obviously, we record on Monday. So tonight, Tuesday, Monday into Tuesday is night two. Um, there's a little bit of promise there. Uh, Shingo Takagi versus Jeff Cobb is the match to look out for on night two. Adios. Nice. Made it. <laughs> nice. It's almost like you had a timer exactly <laughs> telling you when to stop. <laughs> I, I'm happy I looked up when I looked up because I was looking <laughs> at my phone and then I looked up and saw 54. I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anybody want to go next? Any volunteers? Pick Chaos Commander. Chaos Commander! Oh, and you go. You can't talk about baseball. 
I know, it's fine. I have a lovely topic. All right. Bo's already started my fucking timer. Um, I'm just going to talk about Jason Garrett for a minute because I think it's hysterical. So Jason Garrett's now the offensive coordinator of the Giants after being head coach of the Cowboys for about nine seasons. Um, and he still found a way to keep the Cowboys out of the playoffs <laughs> the last week of the fucking year by beating the Cowboys. Lovely Washington made it mean nothing anyway. Um, however, Jason Garrett also kept the Giants technically out of the playoffs, even though they won. So the Week 17 thing with him is just fucking hysterical. The kicker is that he is getting – the Chargers are requesting to interview him for the head coaching job. And listen to me very carefully, Charger fans. Do not, under any circumstances, hire that man. He will – the Chargers are already the epitome of losing close games. If they get Jason Garrett, they'll be stuck at 8-8 eight eight for eternity, and they're going to ruin Justin Herbert. Tony, no baseball. Yeah, go Good job, pal. Can I ask one question? Because about the coaches, I know we didn't talk about that. And this is to Foza. How do you feel that the Jets are interviewing the offensive coordinator, I believe, from the Bills, Brian? Well, why don't we just go into my one-minute drill then, Joseph? <laughs> oh, yeah, Jets, though. Okay. Well, segue, segue. Foza, you, do you want to go? Since Yeah, uh, I'll go. That's no fine. spoiled it for you? Yeah. Um, so the New York Jets – ultimately broke Frankie's heart and fired Adam Gase early and didn't make me sweat it out. I'm uh, so mad. Thank you to New York Jets for firing Adam Gase and not being stupid. So Christopher Johnson has pretty much said that it will be Joe Douglas's choice. Um, Christopher Johnson will have the final say, which kind of set people off, but like he's the owner of the team. Of course, he's going to have the final decision on who the coach is, but it's pretty much been decided that it'll be Joe Douglas's uh, guy. Um, so a few of the guys that are being touted out there are Eric Bieniemy. They just have requested uh, a meeting with him. They're going to have to compete with the Falcons for that. Um, a couple other guys are, are, as Joe said, the Bills offensive coordinator, Dow, which I would be also okay with. What I'm not okay with is they've already requested a meeting with Brandon Staley, who's the defensive coordinator for the Rams, and I saw the defensive coordinator for the Ravens being thrown out there as well. We need an offensive-minded coach, especially if the Jets are going to draft a quarterback this year, which is the reports that they're probably going to do. They need an offensive coach. I can't stick with this defensive-minded shit anymore. Like, I don't want an out-of-the-box thinker. I need an offensive coordinator to come in here, someone who actually has a pedigree, unlike Adam Gase, and try and take this team to the next level. Uh, with that, thank you. So I think the enemy is already requested for three teams. I saw Falcons, the Jets. I Jets, saw the Falcons. What Jags, was the third team? Jags. Okay. Well, no, 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 not the Jags. The Jags are all in or on Texans. Urban Meyer. All in on Urban Meyer for some reason. Uh, I'm not sure who the Sean. third team is. I I think. Listen, I'm really hopeful the Jags are really going after uh, Urban. Urban Meyer because they're probably the more the most desired job right now because they have the most cap space they have the number one overall pick and they do have like decent pieces to begin with so um if they take if they're out of it and they're just like we want urban meyer like that's great for everybody else specifically the jets uh Voza, i also saw that all six teams that need a head coaching jo- or, or have a head coaching vacancy are either have already requested or are planning to request over the next few days the offensive coordinator for the Titans. So that's yes, it there too. right. That was another one. One of my uh, buddies recommended that. Um, yeah, I could uh, listen. Offensive coordinator, I'm totally cool with. And then Bill Cower, if his name gets thrown out there, whatever. But I, I need an offensive-minded coach. I can't 
I can't with these out of the box guys. If Peyton Manning calls, Jets hang up the phone. Um, don't listen to his next suggestion because he's the reason we got stuck with Adam Gase in the first place. Uh, the Jets need an offensive minded coach. Yeah, I'm glad that they didn't uh, request to interview the defensive coordinator for the 49ers. Rob, I'm blanking on his last name. They also requested the Giants defensive coordinator. Did they? Yeah. Which I don't. I, that I don't, one, I don't. I can never see the you, Giants. You, I agree. You, you, need, you need offensive. You, you need an offensive minded coach. Yeah. All right. Um, so, Steve, you want to go next, and Joe, you can wrap it up. Sure, I'll go. Um, I'm just going to cover just the NFL in general, non-playoffs, so Black Monday. Um, there's currently six openings. I know we spoke about the Jets a little bit, um, but the other teams that have an opening are the Texans, the Falcons, the Jets, the Jaguars. Um, I'm blanking on the next two names. Shoot. Uh, the Chargers and who's that? 16? Oh, and the Lions. And so... It's kind of crazy how this year all of the quarterback situations for each of these teams is pretty favorable. Um, you have Matt Ryan, Matt Stafford, Justin Herbert, number one pick this year, number two pick this year, uh, or Deshaun Watson. So definitely don't have to worry too much from a quarterback perspective. I think as much as I want the enemy to go to the jets, I think the Falcons are probably the best job for it for him. Um, and I think my favorite candidate out of all these guys is San Francisco's defensive coordinator, Robert Sala. I, how the hell he didn't get a head coaching job last year is beyond me. Um, I think he's a great coach. He showed it again this year. Their offense sucked and he still kept them in games with the defense. And he also pumps up the the team pretty well. You see him like jumping like with the defense on the sideline when they come back, like high fives everywhere, like really, really energetic and a team builder. So I really like him. Um, and I just want to, I guess, end it by saying I don't feel bad for the Dolphins at all. I know they missed the playoffs at ten and six, and that sucks. But they have the number three pick in the draft next year. So fucking Texans. absolutely crazy with the Texans. Bill O'Brien really screwed them <laughs> bad. All right, uh, Joe, you want to wrap it up? Yeah, I'm going to wrap it up. I'm going to do some baseball coverage here. Yeah. <laughs> what a dick. <laughs> so there's been talks today that Puig is drawing interest um, to both the Yankees and the Red Sox. I will be the first one to say I want nothing to fucking do with Yasiel Puig at all. So Yankees, please get out of the running. Please do not talk to this man anymore. We do not need him at all. Focus on DJ. Next was uh, Randy Arozarena. Another crazy shit that he's doing is racing a horse because why not? Why not race a horse to see how fucking fast you are? So another crazy thing this guy is doing in the offseason. So forget about Blake Snell. You got a guy in Randy Arozarena. That's your that's your piece right there, Rays. If you're oh, his for your... Yeah, but his career is pretty much yeah. derailed now too. Exactly. And last but not least, Phil Hughes announced that he's retiring. Um, thank you for being the guy that we thought you were going to be, but what? really didn't become. So, fuck you, Phil Hughes. Phil Hughes uh, been retired for years. I was going to say, when was the last time he played? First I of love all, his. He's got a great Twitter presence. Oh How dare God. you guys? One Twitter MVP. 
Yeah, he's like amazing. He pitched in 2018. Was his last? His last. He's been opinion. retired for like eight. Years. I feel like he's been gone forever. Um, wait. Speaking of retirements, shout out the goat. If Larry Fitzgerald really has retired, like I haven't heard anything about that. They're that... saying he plans on it. I really hope he like doesn't, as I love him. But I, I, get, I think he's been in the um, NFL for 17 years now, which is crazy yeah. for a while. And he's been good for 17. Yeah. years, which is unreal. Like he still played pretty well this year. Yeah, not on the retire, not on the retirement side, but you heard, you saw what Zach Ertz, what happened with Zach Ertz yesterday. Yeah, yeah he baby. wasn't happy. Yeah, he like was staying out to the field at one a.m. I'm curious what team is gonna actually pursue him. That actually wouldn't be bad. I gotta be honest. Guys, Do you want him on the Jets though? Guys, yeah, why guys. not? He's going to go to the Patriots yeah, with see, Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. And move Tim on. Ray. Move on. Go to go to the Wizard of Frank. <laughs> That'd be one hell of an offense. Uh, oh, yeah. So we're, we're good with one-minute drills? Because it, it is time, boys. It is time. <laughs> Thanks to my beloved New England Patriots beating the, the lowly, lowly, not first pick in the draft Jets. Tony Boza lost his hosting privileges this week. Ah. I can't believe I made this bet. What a fucking dummy. And you brought it up. You're an idiot. <laughs> so this week, instead of the only recurring segment on every episode of the podcast, fuck that noise, it's time for The Wizard of Frank. <laughs> <laughs> Not doing the noise. No, don't do the noise because it's a different noise because I'm hosting. Yeah, it should be like. <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna recap uh, last week. Diegas and myself, the the Wizard of Frank, made a bad judgment call. We both had Clemson and Alabama. Clearly, that went fucking well. So we were both zero two. Uh, Tony Bellata had the Cowboys, Eagles, and Bears. Those all lost. That's the steamy ship parlay. Uh, Steven had the Packers win, but the Panthers and the Cowboys both lost, so fuck you, Steven. And then Voza had the Packers, so he won that, but he also lost with Clemson, so that's another reason why you lost hosting duties, because you decided to agree with both myself and Joe. One and one, and I somehow did the best. (laughs) Uh, the The bad beat of the week was obviously Alabama getting backdoored, uh, Notre Dame scored in the what was it with like less than ten minutes in the fourth quarter to fucking cover that. It, yeah, it, and then it, they it almost covered sucked. again. They almost covered the teaser amount too by uh, they were like on the twenty yard line when the yeah. game expired. So that that was just atrocious. Um, I did not put any money on it. I just make picks. Uh, Wizard of Frank, clarity for you friends. Uh, but I did laugh very, very, very hard at the group chat when everybody lost their fucking minds. Um, so let's get into the picks of the week this week. Uh, Diego, we'll start with you. Yeah, so it's starting to get down to the wire where there's less and less games that we can pick with, with uh, lines out. So the one – or I have two picks. One of them is the Ravens and the Titans over 55. So this season – the Titans are 12-3-1 on the over, and I expect this to go over as well. Uh, take it now. It's probably going to go up probably even to like 58, um, so I, I would take the over. And because I'm not really crazy about many of the spreads, I decided to put a Tickle Me Grundle teaser in right now. <laughs> so 
I have the Bills at <laughs> the Bills at minus three, Seahawks as a pick. All right, we're gonna have to bleep the shit. <laughs> oh no, and, that's staying in. <laughs> and and Bucks minus four. So once again. Bills minus three, Seahawks as a pick em. Bucks minus four for your Tickle Me Grundle teaser. Can I make a suggestion? Put the Saints in at minus three or four instead of the Seahawks Can I make a the su- Bears. Can I make a suggestion? Mm. As the host, a, yeah. as the host, fuck that noise. Do you, son? Hey, here's my suggestion. suggestion. It's for Boza. I like the orange jersey better than the navy blue one. <laughs> Tony, you're going to lose this really bad. Uh, All right. Next up, we're going to go with Steven. Pushing the Ravens. Fuck it. So I got Ravens at uh, three and a half, and then the Browns against the Steelers. So I guess I'm going all all AFC North. Browns uh, getting four and a half points against the Steelers in Pittsburgh. I can't believe he said in and TikTok a half. Land. And I can't believe he said and a half and not point five. It's like a fucking Christmas miracle two <laughs> weeks after Christmas. I love it. I'm learning. Uh, uh, Voza, now uh, I'll go back to you. I, I didn't want to. I don't want to double yeah. this. I thought you were doing it purposely. I thought he was I, too. I, I was thinking about it and then I said, nah. Uh, I got the Bills minus seven. I'll probably buy the hook to six and a half against the Colts. Um, I just. They're going to win that by double digits, I think. I'm with Diegas uh, over 54 and a half for the Ravens-Titans. And I'm riding Bama. I think it's at seven and a half at this point. Um, by the hook down to seven. Get it to the football number. You can try and see if it goes down because you're probably going to have the people trying to come in and get some value with the Ohio State. And maybe it'll go down to seven and you can buy it to six and a half. But don't let it go above. Don't let it get to eight and nine. So get it while you can. And Tony Cohen? I'm going to go with the Bills minus seven. I think that they're, it's going to be a cakewalk for them, kind of similar to what Boza said. Um, I'm going to go with the Titans plus four. I like the over bet that you guys put on them, but some, it seems too easy. Something just – I feel like it can't happen. And then I am going to stick to my guns and go with the Bears plus ten. Bitch, I don't – Go get, money line. Don't be a bitch. Well, I probably will, but <laughs> – in all seriousness, 10 points is a lot of points in a playoff game. Also against the Saints team that hasn't really blown a lot of teams out this year, and the Bears tend to play most teams close. So I think it stays close regardless, but they're going to win outright. That way I get my orange Mitch Trubisky jersey from Boza. All right. And last but not least, the Wizard of Frank has some fun ones for you because we're still a couple of weeks away from what I'm going to get to. First, I'll give you a nice easy one. Uh, I think the Titans plus three and a half uh, home dogs like that. I don't know. I I, I don't like that. Uh, I don't think the Colts are that good. I think the Titans are going to break. They're playing the Titans. Oh, no, they're playing the Ravens, right? I don't fucking remember. Titans or Ravens. Yes. Titans are playing the Ravens. Jesus Christ. I have brain problems. Uh, I still think Titans, Ravens, Titans at home. I don't think they should be dogs in that game. So I'm going Titans three and a half. My other picks, while it's still early and you can get some good odds on it, the end of the month is the Royal Rumble. So if you're going to pick a men's winner, I think right now the the favorites are Big E and Edge with Keith Lee right behind them. I think Big E at plus 500 is a good pick. Uh, I, I think that's 
the move to go with on the men's side. On the women's side, I think Rhea Ripley's probably has the best odds right now. She's plus 700. It seems like that's the only logical way for them to really go uh, with the women's side. Um, unless Ronda Rousey comes back and just fucks that for me. But if you want a dark horse pick in the women's rumble, Sonya Deville just came back and she's at plus 2,500. I actually like that a lot. She just came back. She has a lot of potential. If they want to fuck around and not go with the obvious thing, Sonya Deville's a good dark horse pick in the women's. So that's my picks. If you bet, uh, I'm, this is, if you bet on something that's predetermined already, that's the I best way to smack bet. You well, in the face. Well, if you're Can getting you plus five hundred, you knew it was going to happen. Vosa, you're betting. You're getting plus five hundred on something that you know is going to happen. Why yeah, but you, you don't do? know it's going to happen. You, no, you might do. just say a big f you to you. Mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty sure the every year for the last like ten, the favorite ended up being the favorite, which is why my dark horse yeah. pick is a terrible pick. But like Biggie or Ray Ripley is probably it. If those like if you see that shit move, fucking don't bet on. How does Vince not just tell people and people make billions of dollars? Because they change shit like the day after, but also nobody actually bets real money on wrestling. Yeah. And I bet There's you a gotta lot be of, a limit on how much you. I was gonna bet. say I bet you a lot of places that do it have limits, so you can't bet like a million dollars on plus five hundred Big E. Um, with that said. That'll do it for the first ever edition of The Wizard of Frank. (laughs) I'm putting the fucking the noise in again at the end. Hell yeah. Uh, So that'll do it for this week's episode. Uh, It was surprisingly not as long as I thought it was going to end up being. It was still long, but hey, what the fuck? Um, As I always do, check out my other podcast, Feature Presentation. Uh, This week, I believe, is the episode about Signs, the M. Night Shyamalan movie. That kind of sucks. It kind of sucks. It's kind of good. I like it. The episode was fun. Um, I did a little Brody Lee tribute at the beginning because, of course, we did. Uh, And, yeah, that's that. Uh, Follow us at 914 Sports. You figure out how to spell it in the episode description, as always. Uh, please, if you have any bets, if you have any opinions, if you have any ideas, hit us up on the socials, or if you know us, obviously give us a fucking text. Let us know what you think. And keep listening. Uh, anybody else have anything? No. no. I got one quick thing. For all those wild card people out there, the wild card will also be on Nickelodeon. So if you're looking for some fun and you want to see some slime... Bob Squarepants, uh, tune in there. Yeah, I think the four o'clock Sunday games has a Nick, uh, a Nick broadcast where they're gonna have fun, which is kind of cool to get. Like, if you have a kid that doesn't really know if they like football and they might get interested in football, it's a good idea. Weird, but cool. <laughs> All right. So uh, on that note, that'll do it. For 914 Sports, the hashtag is silent. Yeah, we forget about that. And by we, I mean I. Uh, That'll do it. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. Bye. Later, Later, guys. Bye. (gasps) Bear down. Chicago Bears. Bears.
like you did too early. Chicago Bears. Think of the play, clear the way to victory. Baytown, Chicago Bears. Bears. Put up a fight with the might so fearlessly. fearlessly. We'll never forget the way you thrill the nation with your T formation. Baytown, Chicago Bears. Bears. And let them know why you're wearing the crown. And let pride and joy of Illinois, Chicago Bears. That was cringeworthy. That was great.